Hey, everybody. Hey, Ruel. How are you doing? Hey, Richard. How are you doing? I'm doing great. I am doing fine, although I recognize that you are probably blowing out everybody's speakers right now because I have the volume gain cranked all the way up because you're much, oh, no. Chris is much quieter than you. Oh, <laughs> I definitely got a loud mouth, as, as yeah. uh, people know. So, yeah, let's do a, a, a volume adjustment. Yeah, uh, okay. So, chat, let us know. Yeah, okay. So, one, two, three. One, two, three. Folks, Check. do we sound one, relatively two. close to each other there? Um, How's that sound? You're folks? back. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Yes, it's it's been a whole couple of weeks, I think. Yep, but, yep, yep. Uh, I want to shout out Chris for doing such a fine job. I mean, I feel like I might be out of a job the way he did. <laughs> he, was, he was fantastic last week. You will I always be first channel. in my heart, but it's good to have Thank a backup. You. Thank you. I appreciate that. I love his channel, by the way. The oh, way yeah. he does approaches Kickstarters, I think that's such a great uh, way to do it with the value proposition and everything. So, so cool. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, and right. uh, and if you go back deeper into his archives, he's got um, like uh, some you know uh, board game thing music videos and stuff that he's done. He's uh, yeah, wide variety. Nowadays, talented, he's yeah. just focusing on the Kickstarter stuff and the although his um, what do you call them? We didn't talk about them at all, but he uh, like every month he'll pick a new mechanism and mm-hmm. his backers will do uh, what's it called a knockout or ah. Uh-huh. Uh, you know where where they where they where they rank all the the best of yeah. the best and you know and then there's a final champ. I mean, there's a lot of good stuff, yeah. folks. If you have That's not cool. checked out Room and Board, check out Room and Board. But Room and Board is in the rearview mirror. We I've only got eyes for Ruel and Ruel. My <laughs> number one question to you is: Did you watch Spirited? Yes, I I've been you know we we, we talked we didn't talk about this uh, before when I no we did not. But I've been I've been dying to talk to you about it. Michelle and I watched it on Christmas Day. Perfect. Absolutely. Hundred percent loved it. It was amazing. Well, then so let me be the first to say, "Good afternoon." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you wankerous, you, cantankerous buffoon. You beat me to it. I yep, wanted to oh, that's uh, that's all on, on my Facebook page. My friends have been posting. Good afternoon, well, yeah. Okay, thank you. Good <laughs> afternoon to you, friend. Oh. So so good. I you know you had uh, you had built it up in my mind. I was like, okay, I hope this is good. Yeah, be I was good I was worried. I built it up too much actually. It it didn't it didn't cover like how good it was. It's so sharp. It's such a folks. If you haven't seen it, please check it out. Spirited Ryan Reynolds, Will Ferrell. It's a modern take on the Christmas Carol. And uh, oh my gosh, the the songs were hilarious. The good stuff. Um, yeah, we we loved it. And immediately, it's going on our must watch every. Oh yeah season. yeah yeah. Here's the yeah. thing. I have now watched it three times with Jen. Nice. We nice. never do this. Or at least, I mean, we haven't watched movies, you know, consecutively back to back. But yeah, you know, we yeah. watched it when it first showed up on Apple Plus. Actually, Jen said, "Oh, that sounds really cool. I love Will Ferrell. I don't know who this Ryan Reynolds guy is. Oh, he's the Deadpool guy. Whatever. Okay, um, let's wait till Christmas." But then we watched it a couple days later because she couldn't wait um, yeah. because uh, it, you know, it kept being like a full page banner ad on our on our Fire Cube, and yeah. um, then. 
Uh, she said, okay, we're definitely going to watch this on Christmas Day again. And I'm like, okay, fine, yeah. fine. And uh, it was uh, Wednesday of last week. So I can't wait. I want to watch it again right now. So we watched it. <laughs> and they're like, okay, that's fine. And then we watched it on Christmas Day as well. So I've seen yeah. it three times. I'm starting to get to the point where I can uh, quote lyrics. And, you know, I mean, I really appreciate I mean, the more I've watched it, I mean, there's so many little things you don't pick up on. And yeah. the the quality of the lyrics of those songs, and there's so many. Most musicals yeah. do... I mean, this has got twice as many really banger numbers. Every single song is fantastic. And yeah. the uh, lyricism of them are just stunning. Um, yeah. You know, when we yeah. watched it on Christmas, uh, we, we watched it with subtitles on because, you know, when, when there's like a big chorus yeah. of people, you can't always make out what the background singers are saying. So, you know, yeah. we, we... I mean, so I was actually reading as I was... and. I mean the 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 construction of how they like you know do mid sentence breaks midway through a given was it not stanza whatever the song called in a stanza is is just yeah. so good and you know it's yeah. from the uh, songwriters of L.A. Story which I mentioned at the time also the greatest showman and also Dear Evan Hansen which uh, okay. um, I've not seen okay. Dear Evan Hansen but I, we are definitely going to go watch that now for the music specifically yeah um, okay I did not know that I, I can see I, yeah greatest showman I can. See- sort of see how that would you know play into this um you're right about the lyrics it was i mean it's not quite hamilton but mm. i mean come on it, yeah. it was really really good um i watch uh, movies and uh tv shows with the subtitles all the, all the time now and for this type of thing i'm glad that i do because you, you do miss a lot if you're not really paying attention because it, it goes by quickly and then they're on to the next song and you might miss the uh, references and stuff but and then when they come back, like towards the end, they start, you know, doing some callbacks. Yeah, the, the reprises. That, um, the yeah. reprise. Oh, so funny. And, and uh, you know, an incredibly powerful, strong, positive, upbeat message, too. Just unrelentingly, um, you know, positive and, you know, the final song, you know, do yeah. a little good. Uh, I, so everything. Good. Just amazing. Yeah. <laughs> What's always says? Is it a reprise? Reprise? Is reprise? It- <laughs> <laughs> See, now I get all the jokes. Folks. Exactly. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, you know, man, speaking so of unrelenting positivity and optimism, Michelle and I, right after this, yeah. so at, we watched Spirited, loved it. We had never seen an episode of Ted Lasso. So oh, so you did. Started, Since you signed up for a month of Apple yeah, Plus, you're going to get yeah. your Apple Plus worth. We're getting it all. And we, we started just uh, last night, and we knocked out the first four episodes. Absolutely love it uh, already. And I can't wait to watch the whole thing. It, it's so... Uh, it just... I, I love the character. He's yeah. just so positive and... Yeah, so Ted Lasso, winner of my book, and Spirited Folks, go see it. It's, oh, yeah, yeah. Don't fantastic. wait till next Christmas. I mean, yeah, it's the day after, yeah. the day after, the day after. It's worth watching. Um, yeah. uh, you know, any time of the year, quite frankly. Uh, Agreed. <clears throat> yeah. Let's uh, see. Lux Lloyd is uh, here with the good afternoon. Good afternoon to you, friend. Uh, <laughs> good afternoon to everyone. Uh, yeah. Even the song about being a dick, you just can't help but smile listening to it. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Yeah, it's funny because I remember watching it at the start. You know, you're like, okay, this is going to be standard, you know, holiday movie, whatever. But then once they move on after the first 15, 20 minutes or so, then it starts getting that, you know, the humor of of the rest of the show. And it's, oh, it, it still makes me laugh. It's so good, folks. Yeah. Um, I, I cannot recommend it enough. Uh, Wes yeah. Lloyd, you should have started your question with a question mark. You know better. But I will say, I have not watched Luck yet. Actually, I started watching a bit of Luck, and honestly, I was not in love with the animation. It felt a little substandard. But I mean, it's I mean, honestly, Apple Plus, it, it, you know, I, it might have the. It might be of all the streamers, and I've tried them all out over the year at various times. You know, you turn them on for a month, see some stuff, turn it back off. A few months later, you get another month. Um, 
I think they might have consistently the highest quality shows and movies across the board. Um, okay. Not necessarily my favorites, because if, if I have to pick one, it'll still be Disney Plus for all the Marvel stuff, because I'll right. forever make mine Marvel. But Apple Plus, just, um, you know... I mean, maybe not C, which I don't know if you've watched that. That's the one in the post-apocalyptic future where no one can see. And yet everybody sure acts like they can see. And I know sometimes they kind of give lip service or eye service to the fact they can't see. I don't know. Um, I, I would do it. Yeah. Well, if, it, if Spirited and Ted Lasso are any indication of the quality, then I, I may have to be signing up for, for the rest of the year. Because it's these are both outstanding shows and movies. Um, I... Have we talked about Andor yet? Did we get into that conversation? I think we talked I, about it a little bit. Yes, we did. We did because yeah. we were both so late to the party. And I think yeah. we both finally got around to watching it and binging yeah. it at the same time. So I think we wa- talked about that a few weeks ago. Yeah. Yeah. I Again, I, I love that uh, show. I think it was it's adult Star Wars or Star Wars for adults. Yes. Um, yeah. Not so, in a sexy so way or a, no, you know, yeah, an immature way, but in an adult. actual, no, this is thoughtful. Yeah. This is a show that your kids will be bored with um, yeah. because yeah. You know, they... They, you know, they don't have the life experience to appreciate, um, exactly. you know, the dramatic narrative without, I mean, yeah. the whole season, I think there's three action scenes the, the whole time yeah. and the rest yeah. of the show is just people talking. Yeah. And not one laser sword. So yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, this yeah, is yeah, a laser sword to be found. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I really, I was surprised because I, w- I was torn at first about halfway through. I'm like, you know, I'm still a laser swords type of guy. But then just the way the story went, it's like, oh, man. Like, by the end of the show, I was ready to sign up for the Rebellion. You know, it's like, (laughs) down with the Empire, you know? (laughs) Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, so good. (sighs) All right. Well, cool. So, um, we're caught up now. Let's uh, pull up the list of things to do that people have requested. Um, We've got a Trivial Pursuits and a Top 3. Let's get that wheel out. We haven't done that for a while. I think that okay. came in last week. I, I mean, whoever requested was probably hoping it would be some Chris trivia. I'd be curious about some yeah. Chris trivia as well. But you'll have to do with my I'm... trivia or Ruel's trivia if I can, in fact, find the wheel. All right. <clears throat> because we have not spun it for a while. All righty. Mm-hmm. Okay, there it is. Yes. Oh, and oh, now i got to log in to be able to push the button to oh, spin the it. All, all right, so again. I'll hide it for a second Okay. while waiting for the login. All righty, there it is. Now we'll bring it back. Oh, but oh, we gotta do this thing. Stop it! I don't need that. Ugh. All right, now I gotta. All right. <laughs> yeah, if I, if I don't look at this thing every once in a while, it kind of falls apart, mm-hmm. um, and I gotta do a bunch of login stuff. No worries. But here well, we go. Here we go. Here we go. Okay, got okay, the wheel. Cool. Got Gonna spin it, and it looks like it could be either of us or just some general purpose trivia if it comes out okay. that way. And it looks like, no, it's me. I got wow. a pony up the trivia this time. So, Ruel, what have I not talked about? I feel like I've told my whole life story via trivia snippets. I, I know. I, I feel like we're both reaching at this point. Well, okay, you've <laughs> talked about first job. You've talked about Jen. Um, you've talked about your time in the video game industry. Um, have we really... We've, 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 been, we've dove into some of your um, start as a content creator. Yeah. Um. What about, have you talked about the the moment when you went from just doing this as as sort of like hey I'm just gonna film stuff on my iPhone mm. or whatever to like hey I'm gonna get serious and put like a little studio what together would that and uh, be is there yeah. any interesting moment there <sighs> let's see actually it was I mean well the the thing is I mean that really didn't happen until we moved back to the states I was I was never really taking it that seriously it wasn't until we yeah. moved back and we suddenly had to um uh, you know deal with american healthcare hey guess what remember how i had all that foot stuff 
Here's some trivia yeah. having nothing to do with what you said. Remember my foot problem no. I had a couple of months ago at the same yeah, time? Yeah. You were okay. having um, much bigger problems than mine, and it just dwelled yeah. for week after week after week, month after month after month. Finally, finally, uh, you know, was it after two months of, you know, trying to use crutches and walking around practically on one foot, or almost, yeah. probably like six weeks, I finally get in to see a podiatrist. Of course, by the time I get to see that podiatrist... Remember, oh, and uh, you know, the first doctor I had, I had that weird boot. So after yeah. six weeks yeah. of all kinds of stuff, by the time I finally get to see the podiatrist, it's all but gone. So I go in. Of course. Yeah. And she was a very nice lady, and she talked yeah. to me for maybe 15 minutes. Said, yeah, that happens sometimes. Um... You, you, you should you should switch shoe brands uh, because your shoes don't have enough arch support. And I'm like, all right. And she took okay. one of my shoes and put a little, basically like a, a lump in it. So now my left foot, I walk around on a lump all the time. And oh. I was in and out in less than 15 minutes. How okay. much did that cost me, Ruel? Oh, I, I'm, I'm afraid to ask, uh, to be honest. I mean, it's, I hope it's not four figures. Is it? No, figures? no, no. It was a mere okay. $350. <laughs> and that's after, um, and that, or no, no. Um, plus $50 for my copay. For your copay. Yes, yep. of course. And I thought, well, oh. all right, my copay is probably going to be another 50 or a hundred bucks or something like that. I mean, this is a yeah. waste of time. Yes. Yeah. She made uh. a, a suggestion for different types of shoes. Next time I buy shoes, I'll switch to that. But those shoes are going to cost me a hell of a lot. Um, yeah. yeah. Okay. And it, so- that, it is for that reason that when we moved back to the States, I had to really start taking Rotto runs through seriously because up yeah. until then, you know, I was covering, you know, Kickstarters, uh, games like crazy, but I never charged. Um, yep. <clears throat> And you know, and actually, a good deal of the board game uh, media sphere hated my guts for it because everybody else was charging. And like Richard's making us look bad because one, oh. they get more views with Richard, and two, he doesn't charge anything. I mean, this is really <laughs> terrible. And, and like when I came back to the states, we're like, oh well, crap. This is ridiculously expensive to live in this country. It's much cheaper to live yeah. in Malta with free health care. Um, that was when I, I, I had to start yeah. doing it, and. Uh, but, you know, it, 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 was, it was just a matter of practicality. I guess I had started taking it seriously prior to that when we were still in Malta. Um, mm-hmm. What was it? Oh, no, it was, it was, again, because of my mother. Because before we moved back to the States, what was it, like a year before then, my mom ran in some really big financial hardships, so we had to start supporting her remotely. And so okay. that suddenly became a big... And, and that's why I started... Um, what did I start doing? I don't remember. I started doing... I didn't start charging... Oh, that's, I think that's maybe when I turned on ads, Maybe. I forget. Okay. There was like one little baby step uh, yeah. where I was just trying to increase my income a little bit. But then, um, you know, but when we moved back here, that's when we made the big switch. Switched yeah. from Kickstarter yearly fundraisers to monthly Patreon fundraisers. Turned on, um, it really turned on, turned on mid-roll ads, which I'd been adverse to doing. And it's weird. Yeah. I mean, nobody complains about mid-roll ads. I don't understand why. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't see them because I pay for YouTube premium. But if yeah. ever I turn that off or I'm not logged in, I'm like, Geez, Louise, there's an ad every five minutes in every video. And I'm probably dumb because I'm only putting them in once every 15 minutes. And so I could probably double my ad income if I would put them in one every seven minutes. And presumably (laughs) people wouldn't um, complain about it, but I just can't bring myself to do it. Yeah, yeah. Right. Wow. Wait, so wait, there's some basically, yeah, so you you came back to the States and the healthcare thing, and it's like, okay, now I've got to, you know, got to really consider the money aspect of this. Yes. Yep. 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 Oh, as Wesley Lloyd says, "Welcome to America, where your existence is fee-based." Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yep. That's right. Well, I'm glad your foot's feeling better. Oh I mean, yeah, it's a hundred percent fine now. I can run on it. It just I should have just left it alone. And I mean, I, I expected after a couple of weeks it'd be fine. After yeah. four weeks, and it's still not. And yeah, you know, that's when I really started 
saying maybe something is really broken and she's had a term yeah. for it and so yeah it happens sometimes like okay. i'm in my 50s it's never happened to me I, this doesn't happen sometimes to me yeah. come on so it'll be a very yeah. expensive set of shoes when i take her okay. advice and replace my okay. current shoes that are quite unpleasant now because i walk around on a big lump a big oh, uh but it's but i mean i haven't any problems since then so Okay. I was going to say, I was, I was wondering if the, the doctor was going to tell you you might have broken it back at Dice Tower West when you decided to jump off the <laughs> stage. <laughs> yes. Clearly, I should have done a full roll uh, to, uh, you know, when, when, I, when I stage dived off whatever that was. Yeah, I was I, that, honestly, I did not appreciate just how high up we were on that stage. Yeah, I remember when you did it, I was like, I was like, my, my heart went to my throat, like, no! <laughs> Folks, we're referring back to Dice Tower West when Richard and I, we yeah. did the r show live at the convention. And we are on stage, and at, uh, I think it was early on, you decided to go take some fe- uh, questions from the yeah, audience. Yeah, to grab a mic and run out and ask questions in the audience, because yeah. we do yeah. Q&As, yeah. Yeah, so instead of taking the stairs at the end of the stage... They were Richard a long ways to- away. It was a big stage. <laughs> that far i mean it, it was it was scary it scared the heck out of me but i'm glad you survived that i'm glad your foot is okay yes and uh and here we are um all right well, okay so that was some trivia i believe there was also a request for a top three which is always fun oh, yeah so always. folks start asking us what would you like top three of so we can come up with a definitive list. And, and by the way, uh, you no longer disagree. You, you, you. you uh, I, I said I would uh, accept any argument against Spirited as a top three Christmas movie, and you are one hundred percent on board now, right? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. All it's right. top three for sure. Um, I don't know if it's my top spot, but it, it's really close. Oh, it you know, is I, my top spot seen, easily. Honestly, seen, I'm pretty yeah. confident it might be in my top ten movies of all time. Quite frankly. I I cannot see you know I cannot argue with that. The it more is, it I watch fantastic. it, um, having yeah. watched it three times now in the space of whatever it is, two or three weeks, yeah. I, I, there's just so much more I appreciate. The humor does not get stale. Uh, yeah. It's just laugh out loud funny. And I mean, I really love musicals. And yeah. I mean, it's yeah. it's I mean, uh, yeah. I need to go back and watch Hamilton again. I've never seen it live. I've only seen it on Disney Plus. Same. Um, Same. But yeah, was, yeah, yeah. Anyway, though. Yeah. Top. Do you and Jen go see musicals? Do you ever? Do you ever get a chance to go to musicals? We did a lot back when we lived in Seattle in our twenties. Okay. I mean, I yeah. saw like Miss Saigon live. At, you know, it was like the touring Broadway show. Yeah, we yeah. used to do that kind of stuff all the time. We loved it. I've always, yeah. always Same. loved musicals. Um, Same here. Yeah, back in our twenties, uh, you know, which was still in the nineties. Instead of making mixtapes for Jens, I would, um, you know, take our VHS limited edition Disney classics and I would record all the songs from Little Mermaid and, uh, or, you know, dub them onto a cassette tape so that you nice. could, because the official ones, they always redid the songs and they sounded terrible. They were so much better yeah. in the movie and you get all the little right. asides from the actors and stuff like that. So, uh, I, we used to do that a lot. And so, I mean, pretty much I could do every song from Little Mermaid word for word, including all the extra right. throwaway lines from Ursula or whatever. I love that. Yep. Uh, so you were making mixtapes from VHS to cassette. That yes. So yeah. Cool. <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay. We've got some, all right, um, somebody must've listed some by now. See. Uh, top threes. I mean, don't forget folks, a question, uh, question mark gets you into the queue. If you start your comment with it. Okay. We've got, um, top three board games, not available in English. Ooh. Okay, okay, all right. Non-English board games. That's a cool one. That's a, that's a cool one. That might have to oh, think well, about it, but I'm sure, I'm sure it could come up. 
Boy, yeah, could I come up with three, that? I mean, if it's here, not available here, in English, I don't think I've played it. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking too. But here, here's another one. How about top three out of print games? Right. Which I okay. Think is a good one. Yeah. Um. Oh, uh, this is very timely. Top three games to play for New Year's Eve. New Year's Eve. Okay, I like that. Okay. Uh, more games. Top three publisher production standards. Ooh. What does that mean? I guess, like, what are the best publishers as far as production quality goes for, for their games? Okay. Is that right, Wesseloid? That's what I'm assuming. What do you mean, Wesseloid? Top three, yeah. yes. Game, publisher, production, the standards. Standards. Yeah, that's what I'm guessing. Um, let's see if he, they clear it up. He um, said he cleared it up by saying yes. <laughs> uh, let's see. Do you guys? Oh no, that's not a top three. What games are you both? Oh, Mr. Broom is asking, what games are you both itching to play right now? All right, that's just a question. We can just answer that later. Well, if you don't have two queue. more, I'll put it on the list. Okay. Um, okay. Top three Star Trek shows. All right, Westloid. That one's near and dear to my heart. Everybody yeah. knows my number one. Yep. But my um, number two may surprise as well. Yeah. How many do we have so far? That, that's all I, I see in the queue right now. Oh, wait. Publishers? Yep. Uh, Wesley confirms publishers whose production quality okay, is so, always Okay, you so know, rank a publisher production, the, the top three best. Yeah. I mean, when you said standards, are like, okay, are you saying things that actually create industry standards? I guess that's kind of what you mean. Oh, okay. Oh, I like this one from uh, EP Casual. Yes. Top three language independent games. All right. Very nice. I like that one a lot. All right. Okay, cool. There we go. Independent, okay. not dent. Dant. Wait, dent or dent? I think it's dent, no? Nope, it, it's dant. All righty, folks, you got two minutes okay. to pick. Pick one of them. And uh, what will it be? All right, folks. And uh, you can use your Rado channel points to influence the vote because I am going to be voting for my favorite right now. I sure know. All right. Star uh, Trek Shows has one vote. I wonder who voted there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I voted for anybody else. That was fast. Okay, but that's going to be the one vote against. Out of print games, language independent games. Um, no New Year's Eve games, huh? Interesting. You know one that I, I, I think of every once in a while? And I never think of it at the moment. But if uh, somebody ever asked, it'd be great. Top 10 TV theme songs. Or top oh. three. Yeah, that Wait, we be... haven't done. No, we have not done that before. I don't oh, believe we cool. have. And I mean, I, I have oh. very strong thoughts about that. I could easily do, do a we... top ten, quite frankly. Oh, same here. Uh, do we have uh, an extra top three that someone hasn't cashed in? I'd be happy to do that right now. Oh man! If they did another one, it would be the number two off of this list. So it would have to wait until later. Yeah. Oh man, folks, don't forget to spend those points. You can you can find out the top three. TV theme songs all the time. Man, there's wow. so many good ones. What does everybody hate? Nobody has voted for New Year's Eve games. Really? New Year's Eve is coming, folks. Don't you need... I guess it's they've already made their decision. Don't you want to play want. games on New Year's Eve, folks? Come yeah. on now. Okay. Um, what else we got here? <clears throat> Language independent, out of print games. Yeah, I could go... Star Trek shows? Yeah. Okay. Language independent or out of print. It looks like those are the early odds-on favorites. Which... Okay. Those are the hard ones. Of yeah, course. those are tough. <laughs> but that's oh okay. that's man! Okay. Like I'm, I'm sort of going in my mind right now which ones I would go with, and I can't. Oh, I don't, I'm gonna have to go to BGG and find find some. Games well, yeah, of course. I mean, and the audience, of course, can help as well. I mean, yeah. I've always depended on the kindness of strangers. 
All right, coming down to the wire, and it is out-of-print games. Literally the hardest one. Because here's the thing, folks. Literally every game is out of print. Yeah. By yeah. definition, as soon as they do their print run of it, it's done. That's Even it. at any given time, <laughs> Ticket to Ride is out of print until they decide right. to do a reprint. Now, to be fair, that's going to be every week, probably, in that case. Right. But for six days out of seven, it is out of print. So, But I know that's not what people mean, so let's yeah. go on ahead and uh, write some... Well, I do have one. I, yeah, I have you can think one. of one right off the top of your head? All right. Yeah, be because this is a game that I have and I love and I enjoy... Um, and it will never be printed again due to licensing issues. Oh, sure. It is chaos uh, of the of the in the old world. Um, the old fantasy flight game. It's a Warhammer uh, property. Oh, that's, uh, oh, that's right. It is Warhammer, isn't it? Yeah, uh, Eric Lang uh, designed. So this is basically the precursor to Blood Rage. Um, some people prefer this to Blood Rage. I go back and forth. This is truly more asymmetrical. Yep. But it doesn't flow as smoothly as Blood Rage. It's still a, a troops on a map game. You're trying to get, you know, um, area majority and things, but this one, the factions truly are set up uh, to be different from the get-go. They play very, very differently. Um, I'm not really familiar with the world. I, I mean, I, le I learned all about Korn and all those other <laughs> factions through this game, uh, but I ha really enjoyed it enough to track down my own outer print copy with the expansion, which is really tough to find. Oh, wow. Um, which, yeah, that adds like a fifth uh, faction. Really fun game, but I, I go back and forth. Sometimes I like it more than Blood Rage, but I think I'd lean more towards Blood Rage because Blood Rage is a little more streamlined. But you can see a lot of what Eric was uh, leading up to in Blood Rage through uh, Chaos in the Old World. So really, yeah. I really mean, good I guess game. it could come back if they decided yeah. they just wanted to throw away. I mean, you know, because they've done that in the past. The games they've yeah. lost the license for, then they've re-themed it with one of their own yeah. universes. Yeah. So that could happen. It, it could be said happen, yeah. they could bring it back in the Terranoth universe. There you go. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> so. you know, and probably, quite frankly, do better than it did because that means they would not actually print the board on human skin. I know. That's that, that was always one thing. Like when I I didn't know what to expect. I just I just knew the reputation of the game. Then I when I got it, I'm like, oh man, this is sort of gruesome. <laughs> yes, very. So yeah. So uh anyways, that's that's one of our uh, I, I think a really great out of print game. That is certainly a well loved game. I've never played it, I never would. I've certainly I've yeah. seen it in real life. I've been in the presence of it. I mean yes. actually in speaking of fantasy flight, I mean my go to would be uh you know a Space Hulk Death Angel. The exact same problem. There, fantasy yep, Flight yep. Warhammer 40k license yep. lost. Um and uh and it's and, and yeah, and I just played it within the last month because I finally got oh, around right. to uh doing a, a quick video of the uh, the Blister Pack expansions that were always hard to get because they were print-on-demand yeah. and there were very few of them out there. And they, I mean, they literally, it's hundreds of bucks for a little pack of like 20 wow. cards that people wow. will pay for it. And I felt like, well, all right, I should actually weigh in on whether it's worth hundreds of bucks. Spoiler alert, it's not. Um, <laughs> and, you know, and of course, the go-to easy answer is always, I think... Uh, has anybody said it? Yes, of course. Yeah, as Wes Lloyd says, glory to Rome. That's the easy yep. one. So here's yep. the thing. We just gave three really easy answers. Yeah. Should we... That's kind of phoning... We... Those were literally phoning it in answers when yeah. it goes right down to it. Maybe let's, let's dig in a little If we dig a bit deeper... Well, I don't have to dig yeah. much deeper because Wes Lloyd gives me... Um, this was my uh, Grail game for a long time. Walnut Grove from designer oh. Tuco Tukalia, the designer yeah. of Eclipse. Walnut Grove is basically Little House on the Prairie, the board game, as a lovely mid-weight crunchy Euro. It had the misfortune okay. of coming out the same year 
as Eclipse. Uh, and you would think, oh, hey, everybody loves Eclipse. You should go see his other game. You're like, nope, everybody's just too busy loving Eclipse. So, uh, yep. and it's it's been long, long, long out of print. I loved my copy, and it was lost in our move from Malta back to the U.S. And oh, so for no. a few years, I did not have it. And I was looking, it's like, okay, I'm not going to pay 100 bucks for this. But then a super fan of the show found a copy and surprised me uh, and sent it to me as a gift. So I've oh. still got it. Um, which I'm very, very happy about. So, I mean, that, that is a really good one. That's not just the tried and true, really obvious one. That's cool. Um, I, you know, just going, I'm thinking of all these fantasy flight games now, like Battlestar Galactica. That's been out of print for a while. And that's a, Oh, sure. That's, that's a game that was, Oh, you know, but you do have that. That's back is unfathomable. Yeah. I wait, wait a second. Is it? Yeah, Battlestar Galactica is out of print, right? Yes. It's, yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Again, it, it's the yeah. same thing. Fantasy Flight losing all their licenses um, or not renewing yeah. them, I suppose. The the one that I, I bought, this is a grail game for me, folks. This one is Star Wars The Queen's Gambit. And Oh, you have Star Wars one, Queen's Gambit? Yeah, I do not have it. I would love to, to get it. Again, it's not, it's probably not my favorite. I mean, it's like. Isn't it based on episode one? Uh, uh, it's right? it's based on yes, it's based on Attack of or um you know it's based on the Phantom Menace, the first uh, prequel yeah. movie. But it's got those three like different. Yep, you yep. Know, Would you like a really um, well placed good afternoon? If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Yeah, yeah, good afternoon. <laughs> when, I, when we moved to Malta... And I'm looking, uh-huh. at, I mean, you know, this was, what, 10 years ago now. At the time, Malta didn't really have a board gaming scene to speak of. They had one Magic the Gathering, Warhammer 40K, little hole in the wall, right? I mean, okay. every town, you know, every, every moderate-sized town has one of those. And I figure, okay, well, this is it for board games. I guess I'll go in and check out, and I go, I don't need any of this Magic. Oh, I don't need any of this Yu-Gi-Oh. Oh, I don't need any of this Warhammer 40K. And up on the top row, they did have some board games, because clearly, obviously, 10 years prior, they had said, hey, let's branch out into board games. And they were all up there. No one could see them. They were gathering dust, still in shrink. And one of them was a Queen's Gambit. Still in shrink. What? Sold for sticker price. No. No idea what they had. Oh my goodness. So I, I picked it up because of course I had to. Um, yeah. And I paid whatever oh. it was, 60 euros for it or some oh. such. Um, oh in shrink. Gosh. And now this is when we first moved, when I first moved to Malta, because I was in Malta for like three months before Jen showed up, uh, because she was, you know, finishing up our old life before moving to a new life. And so I had no one to play it with, but I took it all out. I set it all up. And so it was literally set up on our dining room table that I used to film games in in the castle in Emdina for like two months, just sitting there. Oh my God. 
and literally <laughs> gathering dust on the components instead of on the shrink wrap. And when I when I vent and Jen's like, oh, she's here. Okay, we're we're finally gonna play this thing. And I sit down and read the rules. Like, oh my god, we're gonna hate this game. Never played it. <laughs> Took it apart, put it back in the box, sold it for two hundred euros. Oh, okay. Well, oh man, wow. Well, at least you turned a nice little profit. Oh there, yeah, but, yeah, in a oh big my way. Gosh. Yep. Wow, and I'm sure yeah, whoever got it is probably very, very happy because, of course, yeah. as you said, yeah, I mean, uh, that is an ultimate grail game. And, I mean, it is a very impressive game. Um, if yeah. I was at all interested in dudes on a map, you know, that you're literally playing three games that are very, very different simultaneously. The space yep. battle and the droid battle and the Jedi battle. And they all function mm-hmm. differently, but they're driven by the same cards. It's pretty neat. It really yeah. should get... I mean, who did it originally? Oh, it was was it Days of Wonder? Is that right? I- that can't no, I be thought, right. Wasn't it like Hasbro or some like toy company? Or yeah, I think it? you're right. I think that's what it right? was. Um, yeah. yeah. I mean that restoration games. Yeah. Should they, get on the phone and bring that back. Talk yeah. about oh Avalon Hill says uh Avalon Hill, there it is. That's but yeah, right. restoration yep. games should get on the phone with whoever's around from Avalon Hill and mm-hmm. um you know and pay that fee, whatever it is, to Lucas or to Disney, I suppose, and yeah. that will clean up. People I, want that game so bad. I really enjoy. I think a, a very stripped down version of it is Risk Star Wars. That yes, is, I that guess that is the case, cute. right? The, they said, yeah. "Oh, this is kind of the spiritual successor, sort of, it kind is. of, but not yeah. really, it's, because it's, it's not, not three com- stories tall with right. fifty bajillion little robot droids blasting each other right. out while Jedi's duel to the death over there. It's yeah. it's not quite the same. But it is based on the better Star Wars. It's based on Return of the Jedi. So you've got. The uh, fight on Endor, you've got Luke versus uh, uh, Vader, and then you have the attack on the Death, the second Death Star. Like story wise, it's better eh. mechanically, a lot more so. Simple. I, th- I thought oh, we put on. our Star Wars behind us, but yeah, I would Return take. Of the Jedi um, is way better than the first episode. Come on, give me honestly, that. Give me Return that. of the Jedi is one of the worst Star Wars films, quite frankly. Wait, but it's better than Episode One. Come on, give me that. No, no, no. Please. Episode One is, is significantly superior to Return. Like, like I said, literally, Return of the Jedi is probably the second worst after. What if, whatever, the Skywalker one, the last Skywalker, Rise of Skywalker. Wait, so you think Rise of Skywalker is worse than Attack of the Clones? And, um, uh, Attack of the Clones. Oh, gosh, yeah, 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 yeah. Rise of Skywalker. Oh, really? And honestly, Rise of Skywalker isn't that bad. I might actually put it above Return of the Jedi. Return yeah, of the Jedi yeah. is good for one thing. Every second spent with Luke, the Emperor, and Darth Vader. Yeah. All yeah, of that is absolutely quintessential and near perfection. And yes. everything else is Han Solo going, <laughs> trying to blow out the flames that the little teddy bears are going to set him on fire. And I mean, yeah, it's iconic because it was part of everyone's childhood. I get it. But, um, you know, I mean, honestly, I'm sorry, uh, Lucas. Uh, and Irving Kirshner are better. I mean, uh, Richard Marquardt, it was just not the director for Star Wars, quite frankly, uh, yeah, yeah. when it boils right down to it. And yeah, <laughs> I, I've said my piece. I've uh, burned the internet to the ground, but I'll yes, stand by there it. There it is. The hot take of the day, folks. <laughs> yes. Always come to me for hot Star Wars takes. Yes. Oh, my gosh. All right. So anyway, yeah, Walnut we're... Grove, totally. And yeah. um, and I saw somebody else mentioned Hawaii, totally as well. That is such. Uh... I don't know. Have you ever played Hawaii? I wouldn't be surprised I if you haven't. No, I have not. Yep. 
Yeah, because you know, because somebody threw it in the garbage, famously, and pretty much destroyed the game where it stood. And um, you know, no one has ever wanted to pick it up since. But it was such a really, really wonderful euro. I've still got my copy, and I'm still happy to have it. It was in at one point, it was in Jen's top twenty euros of all time or top twenty oh, wow. games. Yeah. Okay. So that's um, two. I've got two that aren't just the yeah. really easy, obvious. Well, and then you have Gambit, Star Wars Queen's Gambit. Queen's Gambit. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. We've given them six. I, I, think, I think we've that's given good. them enough. Yeah. We we phoned it in for the first three, but then we we actually came up with three three uh, yeah three that aren't deeper. quite so immediately obviously obvious yeah yeah okay cool yeah there and, I'm, go, and trust me I believe you will very much enjoy Hawaii if you ever get a chance to play it um, okay can you give it, me a quick uh, over I've never I've even heard of oh uh, it is a game where you are um, the uh, the chief of a Hawaiian tribe we each have our mm-hmm. own island where we are trying to do tiling and it's um. Okay. Gosh, what's it like? I don't know if you ever played Kiesling's Vikings, where when you get tiles, you have to place them uh, progressively further to the right, to the right, to the right, and you're trying to put them in rows okay. um, to you know be able to activate all the rows, but you're also trying to get the correct ones lined up in columns because when you fill up a column, you get different bonuses. But oh, that's what okay. you're trying to do. It's a tile lane with like some strict restrictions that makes it very puzzly. But the way okay. you get those tiles is what makes the game special because the main, the big island of Hawaii, when you send your chief over there, your chief starts out up at the top of the board. And every turn, uh-huh. You get to move down, 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 downwards, down oh, to the left, down to the right. Uh, you can move back up, but it's very expensive. So okay. you are trying to plan out your move, saying, okay, well, I'm going to come to that one, and then I'll move down to that one, and then I'll move down to that one, and that one over there. And um, so it's got two really good puzzles for collecting the tiles and then using the tiles. And then it has a very cool system for determining the cost value of those tiles, too, because uh, the values are always changing based on what other players grab. It's really... And it's it's just joyous. It is you. You are a you know a chief whose sole job is to make uh, to improve the quality of life of your tribe through a whole bunch of puzzly goodness. I I, nice. I really enjoy it a lot. So uh, you had met, you had uh, compared it. Was is this a Michael Kiesling game or we compared? No, it, it was a first time designer, first time last time. Unfortunately, ah, the one hit wonder. Yeah, nice. one hit wonder. And I remember okay. at the time he had other designs he was working on, but because yeah. that game just got so stomped to the ground. Um, Oh. Yeah, Greg Daigle. I just went and looked it up. He basically said, "Yeah, I don't know. Maybe, oh, maybe, bummer. maybe that wasn't for me." Yeah, you know, it's interesting. You're comparing it. So you're compared to Kiesling's Vikings game. Is that yes. what it was? Have you played um, Vikings? I have not, but I've played something by Kiesling, I believe, called Adventureland, which uses a similar like mm. go across and go well, down. Well, Adventureland is interesting, but yeah, I mean that's I mean uh, the, the, the this is a Adventureland has the whole hey you're working over and working down, but this is more yeah. about how you lay tiles. That you have to Got lay it. tiles out in a grid, and um, once you've chosen a given row, you can keep on expanding that row to make that row stronger for scoring, or but you're also trying to make sure your columns work out well too. Okay, yeah, Got I mean, and we've seen cool. other stuff like this, but at the time it was. I mean, it was really ahead of the curve. What was yeah. it? It was a 2011 game. And um, yeah, oh, wow. and you'll never see the like of it again. Wow. Sadly. One hit wonder. Interesting. Yep. Okay, I, I want to check that out. All right. Well, hey, um, let's see if anybody has requested anything else because I think we are caught up. Okay. Yes, we have. Folks, you okay. have your points. You can um, have us do shout-outs. You can ask for more trivia. You could uh, get Ruel to rank a game or two. But if not, yeah. we can get right to the show. Um, yeah. If we, if we, Actually, if, can if we if answer one want, question folks, from Wes Lloyd? Wes Lloyd's got a question in there. Can, I, can we answer one question? Sure, sure, sure. Wes Lloyd asks, do you guys receive board games for Christmas, or do you specifically avoid them? Hmm. And... Uh, this actually opens up. I, you know, we haven't talked yet. How was your Christmas, Richard? I mean, hey, you celebrate? yes, we should uh, go back to the chitty chat. Um, yeah. 
Well, uh, do I receive board games for Christmas? Do I receive anything for Christmas? No. Jen and I stopped giving gifts to each other many, many years ago. And um, I think over time, kind of the rest of the family is taking a hint. And so they don't Uh send us anything anymore. And uh, we don't really spend much time spending uh, them stuff either. Uh, instead, just try to make sure we can go and see them or do phone calls and whatnot. Uh, so yeah. there's really pretty much no gift giving going out or coming in. This year, two of our lovely neighbors um, in this kind of retired, former retired community that we live in. Um, although, man, there's a whole story about that. But anyway, they dropped off some stuff at our door, you know, just like Christmas bags with some stuff inside. And okay. so we felt, okay, well, shoot, we need to do something. So I believe Jen made... Jen made something. She made some kind of uh, bread, and so she baked up a couple of loaves of that, and then we dropped those off at the, uh, right. uh, you know, at their doorstep, so they could have some nice bread or whatever it was, or maybe she got some chocolates. I don't remember. Uh, so we did a little bit of that. So anyway, um, surprisingly to us, we did have actually something to open up on Christmas Day. One of them is I was right before we got online. I was mentioning um, Jen is feeling way under the weather. We just did our COVID test for her. It's not COVID, but she's just been sick as a dog yesterday and today. So when uh, and so we've actually literally been sleeping on the other opposite sides of the house, so I don't get it. Jen is not cooking food for me. And whenever that happens, I got to fend for myself. And Ruel's first question was, does that mean you're back to an all-beef jerky diet? And I'm like, no, we have no beef jerky. So I've been eating these weird Italian cakes that our neighbor made for us for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Because I just can't be bothered. I throw a, a slice or two of it in the microwave. It's very good. It's kind of it's an Italian fruit cake. I I, I looked up like okay. paletto or coletto or something like that. Okay. Um. So that's what I've been eating. Thank you, Edie. You've you you've been feeding me throughout the holidays. Um. That's not all I've had. Jen had some soup in the freezer, so I got some of that. I've been having soup for dinner, but I've been having Italian uh, fruit cake for breakfast. Um. And. Let's see. Jen had bought some nice Christmas lights. We had some like old, really crappy, like a, a, a you know one of those nets you can just throw over a bush. Yep. We had that. We've had that thing for like thirty years, right? Since our oh, early twenties, wow. we've had it. And every okay. year we get it out. It's just one color, and it's old and brittle, and it barely works. And a lot of light bulbs uh, won't work, even if you put new light bulbs in. So Jen broke down and bought some new ones that are you know fiber, and you know they do all kinds of cool animations and whatnot. But it's still just a big gigantic net that we can just throw on a bush out front. So that's it. We've, we've done nice. our the bare minimum, a very cool, colorful net of lights on one of the bushes in front of our houses. Je- we have an old, very, very old, like family heirloom porcelain uh, tree that's about this tall that you can plug in, and it's just got a bunch of lights on it. So we got that out, and that's what we put, you know, Edie and, um, I forget who the other neighbor was, uh, Darlene, Edie and Darlene's, uh, Christmas bags under that tree. And that's about it. We are not, I mean, we, we watched, what did we watch? We watched Elf, we watched Arthur Christmas, and then we watched Spirited three times. Um, that was where (laughs) most of our Christmas cheer came from. Nice. Oh, that's, well, that sounds lovely. I'm glad you were able to exchange gifts and get gifts from your neighbors. Very nice. Um, no more Um, Cosmetic, first-time chatter, broke the silence to say it's Panatone. That is correct. Uh, oh, it's, Panatone. It's very good. I've never... Okay. It's 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 ni- nice and light and fluffy. Uh, yeah. I like it. Does it come in like that little, sort of weird-looking box? It's like like this big or whatever? It, it, it basically be. came wrapped in plastic on a plate because she made it by oh. hand. Oh, she made it. Yeah. Oh, even better. Yep, nice. yep, yep. Cool. Um, so how about you? How are your, your um, holiday festivities? I imagine a bit uh, more uh, festive. 
Uh, they were a bit more festive, but again, just with uh, everything at the house and stuff, we weren't like we didn't really, you know, do up the house as we normally do with the dec- decor and stuff. But like we do every year, we go to my brother's on New Year or Christmas Eve, and you know, when we were kids, it, our Christmas celebration was always sort of like New Year's Eve. We'd go to Christmas Eve and count till midnight, and that's when we'd open presents. So that was how we would do it. Nowadays, oh we're wow, like, okay. you know what? Everything. Yeah, nowadays, we get together at my brother's house. Around like three o'clock, we have an early dinner, and then by eight o'clock, we're like, let's just open presents. We're not waiting till midnight, and the kids <laughs> love that. And uh, we play some games and hang out. It's just a, a time to hang out. Um, and then Christmas Day, Michelle and I, we we, we tend we to this year. Okay, so I'm excited about this year. I my goal this year, 2023, is to get more organized. Because okay, as you know, Richard, like I can be sort of scattered. You mean next year? Time. Because you're running out of time for this year to get more organized. You have very little time <laughs> left. I gave up for this year. I'm not going to get organized this year. But next year. So Michelle and I got these things called rocket books. We gave each other a rocket book for Christmas. And a rocket book, folks, it's it's not the it's like a um a uh, notebook. Okay. But it's not paper. It's like I don't know what material it is, but you use a special pen. And on this pen, you it's basically a a, a book that you can reuse over and over. And it's digital as well. So you oh. take a photo of it. And it goes immediately to one of your oh, Google I see. drives or whatever. Yeah, it's yeah. Really I'm looking neat at them now. Yeah, yeah. Because I try to do that whole mix of like I I take a bunch of notes everywhere uh, by hand because I'm old school. <laughs> I got post its. I've got notebooks everywhere. And I figure with this, at least if I have my rocket book, I write it here. I snap a photo, and then it goes right to my Google Drive, a special drive that I have just set up for rocket. And Drive. you can review it on your phone wherever you are. And exactly. Stuff like that. Yeah. And you can search stuff, so it's searchable. I can totally search my notes and stuff. Uh, so we're excited about that, and that, that, that's pretty much uh, our big uh, splurge. You can't be too excited because you don't have it on you. What if uh, what if inspiration? What's, what if you got struck by Inspirato right now, and you don't have your rocket book? You're all, oh wait, but you you have a window not till 2023. Say it's 2022. Exactly, I still got yeah. my post-its and stuff, so I'm fine until next year. I've got I've got all until next year to do it. Uh, but yeah, that, that's uh, as far as board games. I tell everyone not to get me board games just because you know you and I know we get tons of deliveries every. Oh week, yeah, which yeah, is yeah. Fine. And, you know, I like Michelle, I say this to Michelle all the time. It's like Christmas every t- couple of days here anyways. You know, we I get packages, very, very kind uh, publishers send games, and I order stuff as well. So uh, board games, If I mean, I won't complain if I get a board game, but I tell sure. them, you know what, I, you know, I work in the industry just like you do, and, you know, we get enough games as it is. But um, very, very fun times as always. Just taking the time to spend with family and friends. Yeah, it's interesting so. your, your, how your traditions have morphed over the years. When yeah. I was a kid, on Christmas Eve, we were allowed to open one present because generally Ryan and I, you know, we had a present yeah. from our folks and from uh, one aunt and uncle and another aunt and uncle and a grandmother on one side and a grandmother. So we generally had like five or six presents and we got to pick one. And so yeah. it was always like the big ritual. Which one are we going to do with the biggest one? I don't know. That might be a that might be a red flag, uh, you know, a, a, a fake out. Um, yeah. And then we'd open the rest on the morning of. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, we we also do. Uh, we've done this on and off over the years, and we brought it back this year. We do the white elephant gift exchange. Oh yeah, yeah we were done that. Um, I got it. Oh man, I, I, let me share this story real quick. We've got a few minutes here. I, I still, I, this still cracks me up to this day. So we did this one year when even the, our youngest nephews and nieces were involved with the white elephant. So my white elephant gift, you know, I wrapped it up and my nephew opened it up, and what it was was a, a photograph of myself autographed and the autograph said to my biggest fan to whom it may concern your you know your pal Ruel 
<laughs> so my nephew got it, and I, I still feel bad, but it was funny at the time too. But he just started crying. He's like, "I don't want this." <laughs> I was like, "You don't want this autographed picture of your uncle Ruel?" <laughs> so. Oh, man. So years later, I found out that he started doing it to his friends as well. He took a picture of himself and autographed it and gave it to his friends for the White Elephant. Oh, album. very good, so, very good. I, uh, yeah, so I you passed my... on the gift of cheapness. Yes, totally. Yep. And phoning it in. <laughs> phoning you know, it under in, a, a veneer of irony. Well done. Yes. The next generation is taken care of uh, in yes, the Gabby Lass. My, my job is, my work is done here. Yeah, Jen did a, um, uh, there, there was a get-together of ladies of the community, and Jen had been kind of not wanting to go, and she okay, I'll, we'll go to this one. And they did a white elephant. And um, apparently our favorite neighbor in the in the neighborhood had brought, or, you know, the or white elephant gift that somebody else got was uh, just a nice little wicker basket, nothing fancy, just a, a little wicker uh-huh. basket. And uh, the person who got it clearly didn't like it, and nobody else was taking it. And eventually, when it uh, came around to uh, to Jen, she's like, oh, I feel really bad. is for Edie, um, you know, with the uh, Pantone. Uh, okay, I'm going to take that. And Jen made a big deal about, oh, this is perfect. I've got just the place for it. I know what we're going to put in this thing. It's just absolutely great. Thank you so much. Yeah. I absolutely love it. Because she felt Edie was a little deflated because nobody seemed to really care about it. And so yeah. then uh, we open up our bag from Edie on Christmas Day, and we get the Pantone, and we get another one of those wicker baskets. And the thing is, <laughs> we have no use for this wicker basket at all. <laughs> so now we have two of them. Well, now you can, uh, the next time you enter a white elephant, there, there's... Yes, gift, exactly. Right? Just not one in this neighborhood. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Oh, funny, funny. Yes. All right. Um, yeah, so that that's uh, Christmas, folks. Thank you for the question uh, or comment, uh, Wes, uh, Wes Lloyd. Appreciate it. Uh, we've got more Q&A, but we can do that after. Yeah, after yeah. The Let's, um, okay. Yeah. Let's go on ahead and uh, fight. Yeah. Oh, hey, you know what? One thing we have to do, it feels like it's been a lifetime since we've done. We have to give stuff away. It oh, is yeah. finally time to give, not this one, because I'm keeping this LED yeah. uh, game mat and or, or, and or, not and or, game mat or game bag. Um, let me, I've got the wheel. Let me, for, you know, hold yeah. on a second. Let me just double check to make sure no more entries have come now. in just yeah. in the, whatever we've been talking for an hour. As I collate this morning, okay, refresh, go to contest folder, check the main folder just in case somebody got it wrong, and nope, okay, good, 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 okay, so we're set, come back over to the big wheel, let's look at the browser, boop, and um, one lucky winner, uh, because it did successfully fund... Uh, it was a squeaker. Yeah. I was afraid it wasn't going to fund. They were like, what are we going to do? There's no... Oh, wow. But, but the did fund, so uh, whoever wins this is going to be able to get the LED line to game mat in one of six colors and in eight sizes, or the coolest game bag the industry's ever seen. Here we go. Nice. There are a lot of names on that wheel. Good luck, everybody. Sweet Tarts dared to combine sweet and tart, but we didn't stop there. We combined soft and bouncy to bring you new Sweet Tarts Gummies Fruity Splits, a uniquely delicious dual-sided gummy with one side that's sweet and one side that's tart, but entirely smooth and squishy. Mmm, a powerfully perfect combo. Sweet Tarts, dare to combine.
Night racing is back at Richmond Raceway. This spring, top NASCAR drivers like Ryan Blaney, Chase Elliott, Bubba Wallace, Ross Chastain, and Virginia's own Denny Hamlin will battle under the bright lights. And this historic track also offers a rocking infield experience with unparalleled access to your favorite drivers and one of the best tailgate scenes around. For a weekend of friends, family, and amazing short track action, head to Richmond Raceway, March 29th through 31st. Get tickets now at richmondraceway.com. Yaya! 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 I don't know who Yaya is, but I've got your email address, Yaya. So congratulations, Yaya indeed. Um, I wonder, is that German, do you suppose? Because Ya is yes in German, but it also feels kind of Spanish, right? That's what I would assume, yeah. Yaya. All right. Well, uh, probably somebody not in the continent of the U.S. So the... uh, Publisher's like, curses! Why couldn't even somebody in the U.S. to save us on shipping? Curses! Um, way to go, yeah, yeah. Yes. Uh, I will contact you, and you can put you in touch with the publisher um, so that you can we can get all that worked out. Hooray! And yeah, we yeah. will be doing a new... We finished the contest, finally. It's time for a new mm-hmm. one. Uh, we're sponsored by Fun Again, so we're going to be doing a $50 game certificate, so we need a secret word. All right. And, um, and I don't think I could possibly work Pantone or whatever, Pantone, that particular cake <laughs> yeah. in. So that's straight uh, out. But does anybody have any suggestions for uh, a secret word? Like I'm thinking right off the top of the head is a white elephant. I might be able to use that. Okay. Um, what else? Talking about Star Wars, of course. We talked about Spirited. Is there any, can we work in a good afternoon? Good afternoon? Uh, oh. <laughs> um... Let's see what people are suggesting. What do y'all have here? Hawaii. Basket. (laughs) Basket. I like that. Yeah. Uh, Hawaii. Uh, Anything else, folks? What do y'all got? Hawaii. Basket. And while we're waiting, I'm going to test my little thing here. The uh, uh, right box. Make sure I can. Oh, yes. Yeah. We didn't check that up front. Right. Because we had other technical issues that we had to resolve. With much yep, cursing. it works. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Yes. Change that back to the R&R pre-show. There it is. I really do want okay. to do that afternoon. I think that'd be great. Uh, let's see. Anything else? Hot take uh, from West Lloyd. Uh, oh, Kabuki Kid. I can't even... What does that say? Says... Oh, Kabuki Kid, I believe, is upset that I referred to her as a uh, uh, a sesquinarian. Oh, man. A a very old person. I said the word correctly at that point. She said, what are you talking about? How old do you think I am? And apparently she's uh, still harboring that. She's carrying that around Uh, with her. Okay. Oh, I said oxygenarian. That's that's what I said. Oxygenarian. Okay. Yep, yep, yep. Let's stay away from those just because I can't pronounce them. (laughs) (laughs) Octogenarian. uh, Hot take. Can we work in a good afternoon? I, I would love to do that, but I don't know if I can. I'll, I, uh, it, it's a bit of a stretch. It'll probably be pretty easy to spot. Yeah. I'll, I'll do it. Are you sure? I yeah, mean, I, I think I got it. Okay. All right. Okay. Cool, cool, cool. So I will save that. I put afternoon. that by the my entry. So first ride in quite a while that I'm doing it. No, normally you do all the heavy lifting, but uh, yeah. So that's okay. You're okay with. Okay, I got to work cool. that in. I think I can. And um, so, so listen for me to say good afternoon. I will not say good afternoon. <laughs> um, you Did smell you of shite. Or, oh, shoot, that's curse word. 
We didn't say good morning or good night. Oh man, so good, so good. So, um, oh my god, cantankerous, wankerous, cantankerous buffoon. Yep. <laughs> Is the, do they have an official soundtrack out already for that movie? I don't know. Uh, they're all on YouTube. So oh, um, yeah. I also set up a playlist. So just, okay, just keep playing these yep. over and over again off of our TV. Makes sense. No yep. need for the VHS. I imagine there must be. I hope there is. Yeah. It's certainly worth it. Yeah, no need to uh, record with a cassette. Player. Exactly. Uh, we do not have a cassette deck in the car anymore. So that yeah. wouldn't work anyway. All righty. So okay. I'm taking the good afternoon. We have to fight to the death now, as right, is folks. our way. So let's battle royale. All right. Okay, and that seems to be working. And hopefully my okay. mouse is charged up enough that I can unplug it. Yes, it is good. All right. Good All luck, right, everybody. Ah, Kabuki Kid is making a beeline for me with her uh, star-spangled ninja approach. And oh, but she runs! She runs screaming to throw down the sea otter while I uh, chase after Ruel. And I get a quick stab on the back of Ruel with my big, mighty blue balloon. Man, I just will not let Ruel rest! And um, I team up with Zakoon Games to take Ruel out. The biggest threat on the board is no more. And then I throw down. Um, oh, Stratus! Or did I get. Somebody got a health pack. I just disappeared in the scrum. Now I go down with uh, Zen for one. I am just on a killing spree. Run, weave, and roll! You don't want to mess with my boo balloon! Um, Stravis is trying to take me out from behind. I backstab Corthane. I backstab Corthane again. Another in my un. Oh, and it just broke it. Kabuki! Slams me down. Kabuki, the first ever winner of a battle royale, is still standing. It's Kabuki, uh, Fidelius, and Gizmo Bear, and now it's just the Gizmo and the Kabuki. Is Kabuki gonna get, I think, her second win ever? We're about to find out. It all comes down to this, and she does! Wow, Kabuki! The first ever winner of a, um, what's it? is also the winner of the final Battle Royale of the year 2022. Congratulations, Kabuki Kid. Nice, Kabuki. Well done. Yep. I don't believe Kabuki has ever customized her character at all. She's still wearing <laughs> just the standard default, because everybody gets a default color and a default accessory. Um, but I guess she likes being the little star-spangled ninja that runs around. Well done. <laughs> okay. All right. Fun. Some nice symmetry there. All right. Cool, yeah. cool, cool. So, then... All right, so I just did. I did just confirm that the browser's working, right? So let me go mm -hmm. on ahead and um, queue stuff up. There, I think I'm ready. You're ready, right? You've got your list. I'm good to go. Okay. Um, all right, and I am saying good afternoon. Ah. Uh. Oh, what a great pantaloons. Ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> all right. Um, okay. There we go. All right, so you ready to go? <clears throat> I'm good to go, yes. All righty, then where are the buttons I have to push? It is that button. All right. Okay. <clears throat> hey, everybody. The final R&R &R episode of 2022 is brought to you by Fun Again Games. And hello, Ruel. How are you doing? Hello, Richard. I'm doing fantastic, my friend. How are you these days? I'm doing fine. Um, the Yuletide spirit is over! I've got nothing more to say about that, but I'm looking forward to uh, New Year's 2023. Hopefully, 
takes us on an upward trend. I feel like yeah. we've been kind of, you know, downward trending on these years, maybe treading water here and there, uh, taking the good yeah. with the bad. But 2023, I'm calling it. It's nothing but, um, you know, you know, ascending. It's going to be, you know, we're to the moon in a good way, Alice. I love um, <laughs> That's a terrible <laughs> reference. But, uh, <laughs> I, you know, I, I mention all this because, folks, uh, in case you're curious, I am going to be live streaming on New Year's Eve, noon Pacific time at um, twitch.rado.com, doing my most anticipated games for 2023. You give me your anticipated list, your number one anticipated, correct? Yes, you have it. Um, you, well, you should have it uh, in your email. You'll have a link to that. Um, I can't wait to see all your games. I know there's some that I, I, I only gave you one, but there's a few on mine that I believe will cross over. On I list. have a list of 60 right now that I'm trying <laughs> to narrow down to 25. And that's 60 games I haven't played. Uh, if I talk yeah. about the games I have played, there's even more. So uh, yeah. I've got I've got a few days to figure all that out. And uh, hopefully everybody shows up and has a good time. But that's for tomorrow, because today we are going to do our final um, games we would buy right now today, uh, sponsored by Fun Again Games. And thank you, as always, Funding and Games, because they are going to be giving a $50 gift certificate to one lucky viewer of this episode for the last time of the year. Well, how do they win? Yeah, so folks, for this final one of the year, the final R&R &R for 2022, you can win by watching the episode and listening for the secret phrase. What's the secret phrase? Glad you asked, Ruel. The secret phrase this time is good afternoon. And one well, of us How dare you? Say, how dare you, sir? <laughs> That's a very triggering phrase. <laughs> Are you ready to go, man? Let's go. Sorry, folks. Um, in the pre-show for this episode, amongst many things we were talking about, you know, um, uh, best out-of-print games, all kinds of things, we went deep into our new favorite combined Christmas movie, Spirited. And um, and that is why Good Afternoon is the uh, secret word. Um, and Bruel was apparently not prepared for my umbrage uh, to use such foul language on the show. Oh, I got so scared. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, folks, we're going to be one of us is going to be saying good afternoon in uh, during the show, and you're going to send not that phrase because that's very uh, well, you know, oh, it's uh, very insulting. Yes, yeah, very insulting. That's a total uh, left bomb in the 1800s. <laughs> yeah. um, send in the name of the game that we're talking about that time in an email to contest at rado.com, and you'll be entered to win your the gift card from our friends at Fun Again Games. Yes, um, and uh, maybe one of the ones that we talk about today will catch your fancy, and if you're lucky, you can put that $50 gift certificate directly to them. That can go towards the game, it can go towards shipping, and uh, yeah, one lucky winner. Yeah. So folks, listen for the good afternoon. Um, my apologies in advance if you find that to be a deeply insulting insult. Again, inside jokes for the greatest Christmas musical of all time, Spirited. Yeah. Uh, streaming now on Apple+. Plus. I highly recommend it to everybody. Everybody. And um, with all that out of the way, hey, how about we talk about some games, Ruel? Do you have your list at the ready? I do. Are we ready for this? Our top 10 games we'd buy right now? You all uh, ready because, for this? Uh, boop, 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 there we boop, go. Okay, I'm not, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to go <laughs> right to our list. Start kicking things off with our number 10, friends. It is um, actually an expansion to a game yes. that I really enjoyed a few years ago. It's our number 10, Warp's Edge Anomaly. So... Warp's Edge, folks, is oh, a right. solo. Yes, it's a solo bag builder by one of my favorite designers, Scott Alms, and uh, this is from Renegade Games. And Warp's Edge, 
again, solo game, bag building, you are fighting. You are the lone survivor of, you know, trying to make it through this big fleet of spaceships and the big boss and whatnot. And you're upgrading your craft and you're trying to get, you know, get go against baddies and survive. But here's the thing. With Anomaly, it introduces not only new ships, new abilities, new baddies, but it also introduces a new thing called the Anomaly. So you're going to be actually not just one bag. Now, you've got a second bag that oh, you're going to wow. be from. And the anomalies, Richard, this is what's cool. On one turn, they're going to be bad. The next turn, they're going to be good. And it's going to go back and forth. So you don't know. You could be pulling things in. It changes things up. I'm really looking for this mechanism because I love the original game. I thought the original game was fantastic. Yes, Now this new thing, yeah, it's it's really neat. Scott Holmes, he he does, you know, all the great solo games. And he does so many good ones. He does a Tiny Epic series. He's done stuff for uh, Button Shy Games. He's done all kinds of different designs. He's a very prolific designer and he always has solo gamers in mind so i appreciate that as a solo gamer myself and that's why it's our number 10 warp's edge anomaly my big question is is there anything in this expansion that allows for two-player clay that i don't know Uh, Um, probably not because the first game it wasn't uh it it, it just supported one player that is correct yeah it was a solo only game unfortunately which is too bad because it's so great and i don't see any reason that it didn't get the um the universe treatment of okay yeah i made this for solo but look we just uh, did little things and boom we can make it a a two-player co-op as well yeah Uh, fingers crossed yeah i feel like this could i feel like this could be a co-op game right i mean just have another player board and yeah i don't know why i don't know it's they know it is part of renegade solo series they have a solo series of games and so this is like their flagship solo game so maybe that's it but hopefully in the future maybe we'll see uh, a a two-player variant of this but in the meantime, the Warp's Edge Anomaly, our number 10, folks. All right, fair enough. Well, um, that's an excellent one. Uh, if if Warp's Edge were a two-player game, I would have totally put it on my list as well. I mean, although it's a fantastic solo game. Love it. Oh, yeah. uh, let's move on to number nine. And now, it's an interesting thing. Um, when I was looking through the list of availables this morning, uh, it turns out Fun Again is doing a... Hey, look, they've got a section of their site devoted. Here's all the Essen games that you can pre-order that'll be showing up in January. And there were several on that list. Oh, um, so, okay. I've got a few pre-orders that we'll be talking about this month, folks. Starting with number nine on our list, Insecta, the Ladies of Entomology, which is pre-order, should be available in January. Apparently the way they work, if you put a pre-order, they won't send out your order until everything is available. And I'm really excited by this, both because of the subject matter, where it celebrates all the heretofore unsung women uh, scientists and explorers and whatnot who were, you know, p- uh, pushing forward the, uh, you know, the the science of, of, of bug studies, etymology. But that aside, I mean, I, I love that in and of itself. I have to admit, I am more excited about the gameplay. Uh, this is a... Um, well, it's got two halves to it. The action selection is very King's Domino, right? And the mm-hmm. King Domino, hey, I pick something higher on my initiative speed, so I'll go quicker in the next round, but it means I get a worse thing. Or I pick something more powerful, but I'll go later. You know, And, the, and basically, the way that works is you jump your worker back and forth um, from one round to the next, always deciding, well, I might t- do two or three bad things in a row uh, because I don't care about these goods, and I want to make sure I get the, the best thing when it comes up that's perfect for me. I think que- uh, King, King Domino, Queen Domino, we've seen it in a bunch of games, it always works. Such a smart, simple, clean, easy to understand understand um you know mechanism 
But the second half of the game is when you actually get these tiles that represent the bugs or you get these, um, I don't know, uh, Meredith study awards that represent the, um, the studies you do, you're taking these tiles and laying them out in a checkerboard pattern like one of my favorite games of the year, Verdant. Or Verdant. And yes. I believe you played Verdant, right? Well, you know Loved that one. It. Yeah, yep. I love that game. Yeah, and so and that is such a cool and crunchy way to make tile laying work out of where okay, well I've got to get you know I can only place them in every other space, so it's the bugs surrounded by the uh, award tiles, it's the award tiles surrounded by the bug tiles, and trying to get everything to puzzle together um, is just a blast. I love it inverted. They're doing it kind of different here because it's it's a lot about adjacency, but also a lot about just hey getting the right things in the right row and affecting everything in a given row or column. So that sounds cool. I know the King Domino gameplay works because it, it just works. It's one of the best mechanisms to come out in the last five years. Thanks, Bruno Cathala, if I recall correctly. And so those things combined, plus a very, very cool subject matter celebrating uh, the ladies of entomology, the real, um, the real people behind all this, makes me very excited for number nine, Insecta, the ladies of entomology. Wow, what a great choice! And I, I, I'll admit, I saw this on the list, and uh, you know, on Funny Again site, and I just zoomed right over. I just assumed it was about insects or bugs, and I was like, "Oh, this is not the theme," but it's actually about the uh, the women of yes. in the yes. in the field. And I was like, "Wow!" And then the gameplay you're talking about, this sounds fantastic. Wow, what a great choice! Yeah, I, 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 I believe every um, every lady entomologist you can play has their own unique special powers and all that, and yeah, so just cool. good, good yeah. stuff. It looks like I'm all very right. excited to give it a go. That, that sounds amazing. And speaking of cool games, this is totally different, totally okay. a, a completely different game, but it's our number eight, and it is the game Stay Cool. Uh, this is a party game uh, from, oh. I believe, yeah, Scorpion Oh, I was thinking Mask, of Ice Cool. Okay. Oh, yeah, no, this is a Stay Cool. Not, not the Penguins, but uh, it's a party game. Okay. I got to play this um, uh, last year, and I was blown away by how unique this game was. It is... so. It's a, sort of like a trivia game uh, that right. you're going to be playing. You're going to be asking questions. But here's the thing, Richard. It's a real-time game, and oh. you're doing two things at once. Oh. So, and that's why you have to stay cool under the pressure. Because All right. Uh, one person on your right is asking you a question. You're going to give you're gonna give them the answer. One person on the left is also asking you a question, but you have to give your answer using the letter dice. So you're spelling something on the dice at the same time talking to someone about the other answer. It gets frantic. Wait, what? So it's mind blowing, right? It's so much fun. It's crazy. And you have 30 seconds or so to answer each one. And then another player, while you're answering these questions, they're turning over the sand timer to make sure you have enough time. You know, they have to go through their requirements. So that's round one. Round two, same thing, but now you have to watch the Sam timer. So as I'm answering questions on my right and uh, coming up with the answers on dice on my left, I'm also having to keep the, my eye on the Sam timer Jeez and telling Louise. them to turn it over. It's insane. Finally, the final round, same thing, but now but you cannot what? watch the timer. Yeah, that's crazy. It just ramps up, and it's so perfect with the theme Stay Cool because it is nothing. Honestly, I sweated through my shirt when I I'm sweating thinking about this, trying to imagine, figuring out the answer. <laughs> give me a sample question. I mean, so they're simple questions, right? Yeah, they're, they're simple questions. Okay. So it's like, you know, hey, name name a person in this room or something like that, or name one of the Great Lakes, or, you know, something not, nothing or, too uh, outrageous. You know, you're, you're an animal from Africa, or, or whatever. Yeah. Because yeah, I see you've got a Z kind of a thing. Yeah. 
And then it's funny, they'll give you like totally easy questions, but you'll be, because it's so frantic, like spell pen. And I'm like, uh, uh, and you're looking at the dice P, you know? <laughs> it, it is one of the funnest party games I've ever played. Wow. Now, it, now it, it's obviously not for everyone. I mean, if you're no. not in the being stressed and you cannot stay cool, you may not want this, but oh my gosh, it's a lot of fun. I actually played this with uh, Monique and Naveen and a couple other people uh, last year, and we had the best time. Um, highly recommend as far as party games. It's so unique. Uh, nothing out there get ready you know, and bring an extra change of clothes when you play this folks because you will set, sweat through your clothes that's why it's our number eight stay cool that sounds very i'm <laughs> i just don't know what to think i mean that sounds really cool i love i mean i love euro games where i'm interacting with one player on one side differently than the other player yep. turning that into a party game that sounds like a no-brainer now that i think about it yeah very so very fun. nice okay cool. well um our next entry is very, very far removed from that. Nothing like that at all. Um, it's going to be a game that I covered when it was on Kickstarter, I think maybe two years ago. Maybe it was last year. Regardless, it's number seven, Dice Theme Park. Hop, hop, hooray. Nordstrom Rack's got sweet deals on everything Easter, which is Sunday, March 31st. Get to Nordstrom Rack now and save on Kate Spade, New York, Two-Faced, Steve Madden, Calvin Klein, and more from just $30. Score great brands and great prices on Easter looks for everyone. Plus, spring decor, gifts, and all kinds of deliciousness. Rack up the deals today at your Nordstrom Rack store. What will you find? Sergeant and Mr. Smith, you're going to love this house. Bunk beds in a closet? There's no field manual for finding the right home. But when you do, USAA Homeowners Insurance can help protect it the right way. Restrictions apply. And I got to tell you, Ruel, this game from Alley Cat Games um, is so fantastic. Uh, it's actually a sequel to uh, Dice Hospital. Uh, it's from different designers from, um, oh, you know them and love them, the Sagrada guys, uh, uh, Daryl and Adrian. Adam Eskew and, and Daryl Andrews. And yes. that man, they have made a super duper crunchy game here. I, I can't stress enough. Um, it uses the same dice drafting mechanism as Dice Hospital. Every round, there are some cards and a bunch of different dice show up that represent different um, fair goers, people who might want to come to your theme park. And so we uh, every turn, we each have a bunch of cards that represent our personnel. We've got um, you know uh, uh, greeters, and we've got accountants and all kinds of stuff. You're going to play two of them, and that's going to determine both your initiative, so if you're going to get first dibs on the right people, because um, grabbing the right dice is very, very important, depending on what types of uh, attractions you're making, because different dice represent people who are looking for roller coasters, as opposed to um, you know, kids' rides, or, you know, or whatever it might be. Um, and then you go through... I mean, this game is a really big, heavy, crunchy simulation. You go through a bunch of steps. Uh, everybody can spend money on buying more attractions in the tiling portion of the game. Everybody can, um, you know, spend money to buy more uh, employees and unlock special powers with the uh, greeters, or not the greeters, the mascots. Mascots are a big deal. The more mascots you have, uh, the more important it is. But basically, so first in round, you grab some dice. Then you do a whole bunch of economic stuff. A ton of economic stuff. Like, not quite a brass level, but a really surprising amount of economic stuff. Then you get to the heart of the game, which is you have in front of you 
a big um, park with all these tiles laid out. All your dice you got, uh, plus ones that have stayed around from the previous round, they show up at the entrance, and now you're going to start having them move around. And whenever they move to a space where there is a, an attraction, if like in this example, to run the corkscrew, you need to have a yellow roller coaster lover plus somebody else, and they have to have the same die value. So it's very puzzly to get the right dice, the right uh, attendees to the right tile so that you can run it and score points, make money, whatever it might be. You can upgrade these things all over course. And after that ride is over, one of the dice gets bored and says, okay, I've had enough of this. They, um, well, they both drop in pip value. So both of these would turn from threes to twos. And then one of them, you get to move them to an adjacent space. So the longer you play, the as you have more and more dice spread out over a bigger and bigger puzzly landscape, you're constantly trying to think about, right, how can I create these combo chains? Well, if I run this, then I can move that person who's bored over to this space, and I've already set that one up, so they'll go, and now this one will move over here. But now I've got to use a special power to move another one over there, and it's just inc absolutely incredible. And one of the most important features of the game are the mascots. You can see your, like, your little uh, kitty mascot there, because you can put them out on the board, and they all have special powers. Um, you know, They can actually uh, change the color of the dice, they can change the values, uh, but they're all very thematically applied. They can say, oh, good afternoon, sir, won't you follow me over here? And you can use them to move things from one place to another, and it's absolutely fantastic. I have to warn you, this is the far opposite of what we just talked about before. Because you would look at this game, you would look at this box art and say, oh yeah, this is probably like a nice little gateway game. Yeah, I could play with my kids or friends and family. No, this game is super duper crunchy. The longer it goes, I mean, the puzzles you have to solve are devious and wonderful and always very, very thematically grounded. And I really, really enjoyed my time playing a prototype and can't wait to play the final of Dice Theme Park. Wow, that yeah, that sounds awesome. And I, from what I remember, the Dice Hospital was similar, right? It looks really cute and, you know, gateway-ish, but it's a lot more than that. It's yes, yeah, yeah. I mean, but this goes that. one step beyond. Even I even would have called that. wow. Dice uh, Dice Hospital, kind of like a Gateway Plus. It's a good next step right. game. Oh, did you enjoy, um, um, you know, Ticket to Ride? Do you like hospitals? Here, let's play that. You could probably yep. jump up to it. This is not a next step game. This is a full-on, mid-weight, super crunchy, one of them, I mean, a very analysis paralysis inducing because you have so many ways Ooh. you could try to set up those combo chains and using those mascots and all the special powers you have. It's amazing. Nice. All, all right. right. Great choice. Let's move on. That was a great number seven. Uh, we're going to move on to, and we, you, you just mentioned the word chains and comboing stuff. Here's one, number six. Keyforge Adventures Abyssal, uh, the uh, Abyssal Conspiracy. Oh, what is this? oh this is, okay. This is, folks, Keyforge. I loved it coming out, but it's not for everyone because it's a face to, I mean, it's a, you know, 1v1 in your face. You're, you know, beating each other up. But Last year, uh, right. or so the year for, for people they... who don't know, Keyforge, like I said, it's a Magic the Gathering dueling wizard type yep. thing. But the thing that's special about Keyforge, when you buy a deck, you get a unique deck unlike any other deck that has ever been printed or seen by anyone. I mean, with unique yes. text and all kinds, of, it's a really cool system if you want to get together with your friends and beat each other over the head with your special customized decks that you buy. Right. And but, so I've always ignored year, it, but... Yeah, but last year, they came out with Keyforge Adventures, the first one. This yes. is the second one that introduces cooperative play. Yes. And this The one, first one did, too. Uh, what's that? This is actually the second time you can play co-op. That is right. 
Yeah, yes. this is the second cooperative adventure. This one um, I'm really interested in because it comes with something new. It adds in a new twist. So not only cooperative. So you're going to be playing. You're trying to chain, uh, you know, combinations together where you can, you know, uh, beat up the enemies this time together rather yeah. than each other. But then this one includes a spatial element. So there's nine different bases that you're going to be going to, and you're going to have to decide, you and your teammate, and it can actually play up to three cooperatively, so you could have two extra teammates, where, hey, I'm going to stay on this one base while you go to the other one trying mm. to beat that one up. Or do we all go in one, you know, together and try to beat up? Of course, you know, you have to, you're going to make decisions as far as, you know, oh, am I going to stay here or there? You're going to lose some stuff. This is all underwater, too, so you're going under the water mm. to the new location. Yeah, I think this looks uh, fantastic. I, I really enjoyed Keyforge. Uh, just that whole, uh, like you were saying, the system of unique uh, cards in every single one. You bring those cards, uh, that type of system to this, I think it's going to be, uh, yeah. I think it's a match made in heaven, honestly. Yep. Uh, yeah, this has I been on my list ever since they put out yeah. the print and play, so you could try it for free, yeah. but you got to print out like five pages and cut up a bunch of cards and whatnot. So it's yeah. great that they're finally bringing them to market. Um, yeah. And as I understand it, if you if you previously got the print and play, you're like, oh, I don't need this. I think throwing more stuff in. There's like additional cards to make oh, it worthwhile. Okay. But there is one thing oh, to bear in mind, folks. This is an expansion. You yes. don't get this unless you already have some Keyforge decks and you're sick and tired of beating each other over the head and would like to play together. That's yeah. where... Um, they, they, there's two of them, right? Uh, this one and the previous yes. one. This is the second one. That, that is correct. So the, right. the first one, I forget the name of the first it's one. It's Krakens yeah, or something like one. that, I think. Yeah, and the 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 decks, folks, they're 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 really affordable. They're you know maybe oh, yeah. up to maybe no more than ten dollars uh, retail, and you can find those. You get those, you add this expansion, now you can play together. That's why we're excited about number six, Keyforge Adventures. Cool, cool, cool. All right. Cool. Um, yeah, I've never been interested in Keyforge until I heard about this. I am yeah. even more excited now because honestly, I did not want to do all the print and play stuff. So <laughs> that's, that's really, really cool that they are now available uh, in retail yeah. packages. Get that yeah. plus a couple of Keyforge decks and uh, yeah. save the world instead of yeah. beat each other to death. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Or whatever it is cool. you're doing in Keyforge. Okay, cool. Well, um, I have got another big, heavy, crunchy game uh, that just missed my top 10 of the year, but I still think it's absolutely fantastic. And it's a game we played together well. It's Oak. Oh. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. baby. Dice Hour West. We mm -hmm. played this together. I loved it. Yeah, yes. that was the first game you and I ever played together, I think, if I recall correctly. I believe, yeah, it was. That's yep. right. Wow. What yeah, a great way and, to start off. Okay. Yeah, cool. and it is a fantastic game. Uh, a very crunchy, you know, heavy worker placement style thing where we are druids, um, you know, trying to commune with nature in various and sundry ways. I feel like I've talked about this several times because it was in my, um, you know, my extended top uh, games of the year. And I think I talked about it recently somewhere else. Oh, yeah. In the last episode, I talked about it with Chris as well. So I keep coming back to Oak because it's really good. And you can confirm, you remember playing it with me. It's really yeah. good. Everybody really loved it. The The coolest thing about it is your workers, um, which by the way, this is an incredibly tight game of resources and where you can send your workers is limited by the cards you have in your hand. So you have a lot of tough decisions to make. But every once in a while, you can save up enough stuff to upgrade your workers and put these really cool plastic toy pieces on them. Kind of like snapping a helmet onto a Lego man, and then suddenly, oh, it's a little Lego policeman or something like that. And you can do that here and make your druids incredibly powerful. Almost like game-breakingly powerful. But only if you send them to the right place. And you can only send them to the right place if you've got the right cards. So, there's a lot of puzzly stuff going on here. Really satisfying. A beautiful production. 
production. I've really enjoyed it quite a bit. When I finally got a chance to play it with Jen, she was really impressed by it. And hey, it's now available at retail. So I figured I'd put it on the list. Number five, Oak. Yeah, I remember playing this at Dice Star West and having a really good time with it. And I remember just how you said it was tight. It was super tight, especially yeah. at the start, you know, with the resources and stuff. But once it started developing the game, oh, yeah, those beautiful, you know, pieces and going to the big oak tree, right? And to, to do, druid it up, as they yep. say, a really wonderful game. Good choice. All wow, right. nice. Okay, let's move on to our number four. Uh, this is... This is, you know, we, we talked about Stay Cool earlier. This is another very different type of game. This one is just, it's so unique. Spaceship Unity. This one, have oh. you, okay. Yeah, this, yes. Friend, you literally, I mean, th this is so different than anything I've ever seen. You're going to be using your home as, as part of the game. In this game, it reminds me sort of like Captain Sonar, where you are manning the ship and you're, you know, taking care of a ship. Everyone's got their different stations that they have to wear. You know, you got someone uh, manning the, uh, taking care of the shields, uh, resources, uh, everything else. But what you're doing is you're actually using the stuff in your house. So, like, for instance, there would be a card. You're, you're playing little episodes trying yes. to get through these missions. Cooperatively to trying yeah. to get your spaceship to the next star base or whatever. Next, yeah, to the next star base. One player is going to have to take care of your shields. And in, for example, the card would say, go to your curtains or your blinds and, you know, open them up, like physically open them up or close them. For shields and up for and shields, shields down. Shields up, shields down. It's so crazy. And I, I really want to play this because you're going to be, you know, going to using your silverware for stuff to like, you have to rearrange your silverware to do stuff like for engineering. You're, you might have to use your vacuum cleaner or a blanket. It's so wacky and wild, but this is my jam. I, you know, I love trying to unique games like this. I'm an Omni gamer at heart. I will try anything once. And this, it's got the space theme. So yay. Yeah. It's got this crazy, you know, concept of like using stuff in your you know ordinary household items yay and it's got episodes where you're you know going from one episode to the next again going from a star base to a star base i'm sure you're going to fight uh the big baddie as well so i don't know how they i don't know if you're gonna have to get like a football and throw it or something i don't know but i am looking forward to this one a lot That's i really want to give this a go four. too I don't yeah. know how well it'll work with only two players because this is obviously yeah. a raucous party type thing. And it, with exactly. only two players, it might just feel a little silly and hollow. But it's yeah. interesting. Um, for folks who don't know, uh, Grant Lyon, a professional comedian, does a monthly show on the channel called Grant's Greatest Games. He put He's played this. He put this oh. uh, in last month's Grant's Greatest Games. And he ranked it super high. And he absolutely loved it. Maybe it was the month before. Um, okay. And the nice. thing is, we can't say much about it because so much of this game is about the joy of discovery of, what do you want me to do now? <laughs> you know, a card says what? Okay, yeah. let's do this. Um, and it's interesting. I'll, I'll, apparently, a lot of the things have you say, oh, you know what? For this next action, you have to do a video check, which means somebody has to be recording players doing the thing with their phones to commemorate the activity. Now, I don't want to spoil it. anything, but I mean, yeah. Grant mentioned, when Grant mentioned, hey, here's, when he said, the moment I was asked to do this, I fell so hard in love with the game. So uh, if you don't want to hear nice. it, cover your ears for a second. Um, it, what, what, basically, what he said, okay, for people who want to know, the moment they said to jump to warp, I had to hold hands with somebody and both of us had to jump backwards onto a bed to replicate going to warp speed. I love it. That gives I... you... A, okay, uh, you folks, you can listen again if you didn't want to hear that spoiled. That gives you an idea of the, the just the joy and the wonder. And I hate to spoil it for you, but it's such a great uh, way. Now, here's the interesting thing. You don't have to gamble on this because this is a big gamble because they don't tell you anything because they don't want you to spoil all these surprises and stuff you do. It's kind of like spoiling yeah. an escape room or something like that. But mm -hmm. you can play this right now for free. 
Oh, really? They have released an episode zero. You can download it. Now, it is. It's like 20 pages of cards you have to print out. I was complaining before about the print and play you had to do for those co-op things for Keyforge. That's nothing compared to this. But if you have the wherewithal to make a deck of 20 cards and a bunch of other stuff that you have to do, you can play through an entire episode. And the interesting thing is, I was, um, I, you know, I saw this on the list, and I was this close to putting it on here as well. After Grant, okay. I mean, this yeah. th- this made my shortlist. By the way, folks, after we're done, hit that eye in the top right corner screen. Go to the extended version of this video. We're going to talk about five more uh, or ten more games. One of them is this was on my shortlist as well. Um, nice. yeah, I was reading through it to understand. It warns you, hey, for this next uh, chapter of the mission, you're going to need. Three winter clothes and a balled-up pair of socks and a vacuum cleaner. Go get those things yeah. now. So you just you have them. Then you start playing the adventure, um, playing cards, reading story snippets, making choices, and then it'll say we're under attack. Get the I mean, and you and you use your balled-up sock and you're supposed to throw it at other players. Um, and and you know everybody has to stand ten feet away from each other and then throw and try to hit each other and the other players try to dodge stuff like that in your house. Yeah. It's like, I love oh my gosh, this is like the ultimate party game. I so want to experience this with like-minded players who would just get caught up in the whimsy of it. It seems so much fun. Yeah, doesn't it? Oh my gosh, I cannot wait to uh, one day give this a try. That's why it's our, it's, that's why it's our number four, folks, Spaceship Unity. An excellent choice. So you are all about the partying today. I yes. am quite the opposite, all about <laughs> the heavy, crunchy Euros today, uh, because number three on the list is Discordia. Which, oh, yeah. again, is another one that sadly just missed, just missed my um, top 10 of the year. It was like number 12 or 13 or something like that. It's another one that is on um, Fun Again's pre-order list from Essence Feel. So if you order it, you should be picking up in January. And this is a very, very, very cool... You can watch my run through to see more. But this is a cool um, dice worker placement game, right? Um, in that... Uh, or I should say dice drafting, dice worker placement game, where we are running um, outposts in early Roman civilization. And the crux of the game is, as a governor of this little outpost in Germania or or Britannia or wherever it is, I forget, um, more and more Roman citizens show up at our door looking for a new life. And it's our job not to accrue fame, not to make money, but to actually find jobs for everybody. And honestly... This is a subject matter that I do not see in enough games where, oh, the way I win is through really altruistic doing my best for my fellow man kind of things, as opposed to the accumulation of wealth or glory, which is what 99.9% of all board games are all about because that speaks to, really, our, our, our lesser angel on our shoulder. This one speaks to the greater angel. All this is about is just trying to make people's lives better, and I love that. But the tricky thing is, the more you build up your outposts and you have more farms to employ people and more ports to bring sh- port- ships in from ports of call and to do mercantile actions, the bigger your place gets, the more people show up at your door every round. And so you get into this virtuous cycle of, okay, I've almost got it. Oh no, 10 new people just showed up. I only had three more to go. Now I've got 13 people. I've got to find jobs for. But okay, I'll keep working it. And um, the game is won once somebody has found a job for every single meeple on their board. And I absolutely love that. Or or 10 rounds, in which case, whoever um, has the fewest unemployed people wins. So I love the theme here. I love the presentation. The uh, the It's it's the best-looking game from Iron Games uh, that, that has ever come out. But also, the gameplay is really good, too. And I could go so deep. There are so many intertwined things, and this game does so many rules breakers. For You think you understand how a dice worker placement drafting game works? 
Discordia works nothing like that. It forces you to kind of rewire your brain with every turn, because you have so many different ways to go about solving problems and achieving your goals, which, of course, are just absolutely wonderful. So I love everything about this game. It comes in at number three, Discordia, as a pre-order. Nice. Yeah, and I know we've talked about this game a couple of times uh, here, and I'm ex interested in it because I do like Iron Games, and I like the fact that they've uh, done this whole new thing with their art where it's a lot more vibrant. Yes. Just, it, to me, it feels more welcoming. I, like, I'm more interested in this world uh, than, you know, uh, something that's a little more bleak. So, great choice. <laughs> All right. Uh, ready for and our number two, friends. Okay. Uh, we're moving on. Uh, let me uh, do this here. Uh, so, I've talked about a couple of party games. I am not going to talk about Are we done games. with party games? We're we're done with party. You ready for the big boy table now? We we are we're we're gonna sit here at the table and do some crunching. We're gonna play uh, our number two, Wayfarers of the South Tigris. Um, <sighs> okay. I'm yep, a yep, huge yep, fan of yep, Sean yep. Phillips, as you are. Uh, you've played this game. I have not I played have. this game. I'm super excited because this is the next in the series. We had the West Kingdom, we had uh, the North Sea, now we're going to the South Tigris. You are placing not only workers this time, as Shem Phillips loves to do, but you're also placing dice. And you are yeah. explorers, cartographers, astronomers, astronomers uh, mapping out all this, you know, the land, air, and sea and everything. And you're using workers. And you're, their workers don't belong to anyone, which I like. You're going to go out there. They're gonna, you're going to place them in different sections. And, oh, man, th this just looks so cool. It looks like a table hog as well, which I'm okay with, uh, you know, because I love their games. And... Um, you're going to influence. You're getting influence on the different guilds as well, and the caravan. That's the interesting part, right? Yes. We're going to roll dice and use those workers on your uh, space. You can uh, mitigate dice as well. You've you have experience with this. I know you. I, I have played it. I've it. done a run through. And, and um, first I, of all, you're right about the table hog. That is mm -hmm. definitely something to bear in mind because this yeah. is not the board you're looking at. This is just <laughs> one player's board midway right. through the game because you start with a board and you explore the sea and play cards to the right. You explore the land and play cards to the left. Once you've explored the land and sea, you can look to the skies and play cards above those. And then you can tuck cards under all the other cards and upgrade all the cards. And you're right. Yeah. It is a worker placement game. You've got two types of workers, the meeples, which as you said, belong to no one because when you send those out to the main boards, they, um, to do action, they go on cards, and when a player goes and grabs that card, they end up getting that meeple. So it has a very, very cool worker transfer thing that kind of reminds me a little bit of Keyflower, quite frankly. Hey, I sent ah. one of my bids out to do that thing. Somebody else wins that tile later on. Oh, I gave you a worker. You're welcome. What can I say? Except you're welcome. But the dice you have are your own personal workers that will always stick with you, and they can only go to your own board. And your caravan, the more tiles you lay on it, the uh, more you upgrade all your dice. Uh, 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 rolling a three on a die could be nothing other than a three. But if you put things in the, in the correct column, suddenly, oh, it can give you extra money when you activate threes, or you, you can turn threes yep. into fours, or all kinds of stuff. Lots of brilliant things. Honestly, I would not be at all surprised if this goes on to be most people's, if not favorite, second or third favorite of the um, Garp Hill Crunchies. You know, that yep. where... Um, uh, Sam McDonald and Shem Phillips get together. You know, you've had all the West Kingdoms, you've had the North Seas, uh, because this game is absolutely brilliant. I'm sure it's going to make a lot of people's top tens of the year. I will only say it didn't make mine, unfortunately, because in addition to all the other cool stuff it does, there is one element. Every once in a while, you'll complete a thing that gives you a reward, and your reward is, hey, I can put a, one of my little influence tokens on a card. And what that means is, if I put it on a card that you really want, Ruel, for you to be able to get that card that is so crucial to your strategy, you don't have to pay me for that card. Card. And so, uh, in a, a game of all about a super extreme efficiency, managing action placement uh, with wonderful art from the Miko, every once in a while, I can really stick a knife in. And honestly, uh, I just wish that wasn't there. 
Uh, I don't think, I think for most people, it's a tiny knife. It's more like a, yeah. it's more like a butter knife as opposed to an, <laughs> an actual dagger or anything. But still, it was, it was to me the, the, the one thing that kept me, uh, for, kept it from making my top ten games of the year, quite frankly, because the mechanisms okay. are brilliant and excellent yeah. choice. And unless you're nice. a super care bear like me and Jen, I think most people would rightly say, "Oh, Rado, you're being silly. It's not too tough. Uh, it's not too mean." But for us, awesome. there's just we don't need to be mean at all because there are lots of yeah. other games I can play where we're not mean. All right, cool. Yeah, I can't wait to try it. That's why it's the number two, folks. That's Wayfarers of the South Tigris. Well, okay. Then, just in time for the Board Game Geek TV raid. Welcome, Raiders. We are just to the end of our top ten games we buy right now. You've shown up for me to talk about Come Together right now over me. All righty. This, uh, and actually, this is, uh, serves as a good, um, Counterpoint to the previous game as much as anything. This is a worker placement game with really cool mechanisms. It's all about trying to put on your best Summer of Love Woodstock type festival um, by hiring bands, building the stages, uh, attracting the audience, doing media appearances to big up your uh, to big up your event. I, I love the presentation of the game. I love all the little in jokes that either references real world bands or real world games uh, like Ilo Sky. At first, I thought this was like a reference to Arlo Guthrie, but no, it's Isle of Sky, the board game from nice. Alexander Fister. It's just, um, uh, but anyway, uh, you know, I mean, obviously, uh, Red Kaput. Obviously, there is a double meaning on that card. So I loved all of that stuff. But, you know, that's not why you come. You come for the really, you come together for the really interesting, crunchy worker placement gameplay. And the beautiful thing about this is I send one of my workers, my roadies, out to the board uh, to the area that is all about, you know, bringing more, hiring more bands to put on a show, right? I don't get the band member right away. I just say, I'm reserving that one for later, but I'd really like to get that band. Um, Because I've gone to that worker placement board, you might say, oh, you know what? I think I'm going to go over there too because we don't get to activate those workers until somebody says, you know what, I'm going to spend an entire turn activating that entire board. And then everybody who's there gets a payday. And so um, this is a game where players are not really trying to sabotage each other, but trying to create opportunity or fall to leverage opportunities that other players create for them. If I've really invested a lot in building stages, everybody knows, hey, next turn, I'm probably going to go on ahead and make my stage because I want to get all those guys to work. So it makes sense for everybody to rush over there and get a little bit of something too. And on the flip side, if um, both you and I, Ruel, went to the same place, we might go half the game waiting for the other person to spend the turn activating the area. It's like, well, I'm not going to do it. You do it. I'm not going to do it. Okay, I got other stuff I could do sooner or later. And then maybe somebody else will show up and then the third person puts a fourth thing down and then they activate. So there's a really interesting flow to this game that's quite unlike any other worker placement game. A very stop and start where everything is driven by player choice. This is not a game on a fixed schedule. This is the player's build the schedule for the game, and it is a wonderful presentation, the whole summer of love, flower power that infuses everything, but incredibly brilliant, it, very, very interactive gameplay that at no time is ever about me trying to kick down your sandcastle, um, which is why uh, it makes it to the top of my list as the last game I'm talking about that you can pre-order from their Essen games of the uh, year, fun again, come together. And I just pushed the wrong button, come together. Okay. Come together. There you are. Nice choice. Yeah, I, re- I really can't wait to play this game. I love the theme, and uh, I-, I didn't know I had that humor uh, throughout it. I, I just I saw oh, yeah. like great Western cowboy. You know, that's uh, that's hilarious. So, good choice. All right, great list. Wow, a lot of great. Okay, well, folks. 
We are at the end of the show. And did one of you hear either that man or me say the secret word, good afternoon? Um, you wankerous, cantankerous buffoon. Um, if so, as it says right down there at the bottom of the screen, send the name of the game we were talking about when that greatest of all expletives was uttered and to contest at Rio.com, and you can enter to win a $50 gift certificate from Fun Again Games, uh, sponsors of the show. That is it, Ruel. We are Dunsville for the year, <laughs> the final episode. Do you have any uh, closing words? Uh, no, I just want to say uh, thank you again uh, to you and to everyone that watches. The r and show is such a good time. I always look forward to it. And uh, just want to wish you, Richard, and everyone that watches a happy new year. Be safe, be kind to each other, and enjoy. Uh, those are very, very good words. My final words are good afternoon. And um, thanks for watching, everybody. And thanks again to sponsor of the show, Fun Again Games. Have a very, very nice day. Talk to you later. So long. Oh, bye bye. Done. Okay, that went pretty well. <laughs> when you when you said the secret word, I, I was trying so hard not to just start cracking up. Did I, just, yeah, you did. I saw you did. I, I was I, like, I, I kind of worked so it in okay, right? Yeah, you, that was that was perfect, and I was like, try not to give it away. Oh, so good, <laughs> so good. <laughs> yep. Okay, friends, we are in the post show now. Thank you for hanging out. I uh, want to thank. Uh, Board Game TV for the raid. Yes, Welcome, thank you. Uh, Raiders, appreciate y'all. Yeah, it looks like someone um, stuck around, too. Very nice. Yeah, uh, cool. Folks, in the post-show, uh, new Raiders who might not have been here before, we're about to do some Q&A with the audience. So if you have any questions for us about life, the universe, and everything, or just board games, um, start your question with a question mark, because that puts in a special cue. Folks, long-timers, if you see somebody asking a question and they didn't do it, copy and paste their question with a question mark so we don't miss it. Um, but before we get to that... We're not done with the list. Ruel, what else? Um, what were your numbers 10 through 6? Yeah, so uh, a funny thing. I was considering putting Oak on my list, but I, I oh, just really? left it off. Yeah, the other ones that were on, that didn't make it, uh, Garten Bow, uh, Garten Bow, um, mm. that's uh, from 25th Century Games. That, that game just looks gorgeous. I, I love it. Anything it is, with, it is. Uh, I mean, I, actually, and it's... Yeah. Aside from the fact that it's you know jaw uh, you know jaw droppingly beautiful with all the flowers, yeah. it's a really good crunchy um, dual layer tile layer. I, I covered it many many yeah. years ago with a very ugly prototype. Um, it's right. really impressive. That was a good one. I I um, yeah. I think I thought pretty hard about that one. Cool. Uh, another one, uh, Airmail. Uh, this is oh. a uh, yeah a pickup and delivery game. So I know it probably wouldn't be your jam, but no, you know, it's about it's about the U.S. post uh, post uh, system, and you're yes. trying to. It's like brand new. Airmail is brand new, and that, that's so it's like the turn of the century or whatever. Yeah. So uh, you're you have to deliver letters and whatnot. Uh, the next one uh, on my list, I just I, I really thought about this one, precognition. Um, Ooh! Is, yeah, it came out this year. You, you know this one, right? Yes, I do. Um, Honestly, I thought about putting this one on, but I hoped yeah. you would, so I didn't have to, because we, <laughs> we've been doing this long enough that we play these games with each other. Um, I, yeah, I thought it was going to be on your list. Too. <laughs> oh, okay. There you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, precognition. You perhaps um, did not prognosticate as well as you would have hoped, uh, right? <laughs> or neither of <laughs> yeah. or we didn't. But anyway, yeah. Go we, ahead. We did. Yeah. So yeah, that that was on uh, my list. Also, uh, this one a, a classic for me. This one uh, it was on a Ding and Dent list actually, Ooh. so you can get it cheap. Uh, Baron Park, uh, one of my favorite uh, tile laying, lighter tile laying games uh, from Phil Walker Harding. Uh, praise be. Mm. And the final <laughs> one, Terracotta Army. Um, I know Amy and Maggie love Ooh. that one. 
I just learned it recently, and I really enjoy it. I think Terracotta Army is one of the best games. Oh, I've available this, right? only in Ding and Dent. They sold out of the main one, so hey, oh, why not save five okay. bucks, folks? Yeah, I've actually gotten Ding and Dent games from Fundigan Games. They're practically invisible. These Dings yeah. and Dents, at least the one I got. Um, yeah. And again, it's never anything inside the game. It's always just exactly. A box it's just game. like oh, there's a wrinkle yeah. on the box on the corner or yeah. something like that that you won't right. even see when you put it on the shelf. Yep. So, yeah, Terracotta Army, Worker Placement, um, and uh, Area Control. Uh, it's about It's got a ton of minis, and I, I think it's fantastic. And I know Amy and Maggie enjoyed it as well. Um, but, yeah, those were the five that didn't make my list this time. Yep. What about you, Richard? Okay, I'm looking at my list, and I did have Garden Bow on my list. So it did make oh, my okay. short. It came in at number um, seven. I also okay. had Spaceship Unity, which came in at my number nine. Because nice. even... I mean, I just want to play that one so freaking yeah. bad. It looks so good. Just one time, right? Yep. Yeah. Other ones... Uh, Weather Machine, which, oh, hey, oh, yeah. it was here this morning. Oh. I, I, it's a good thing I didn't put it on the list then because it has, in, in the last three hours, it has sold out. Uh, wow. And I'm not surprised. Honestly, I was, they're the only, they were the only store that had it. I looked and nobody else had it for oh, sale. Really? They did. Okay. And I was going to be, look at it. But then I, it's like, I couldn't tell people to run right out and pay 170 bucks. Yeah. Um, even if they do have the $10 off and, you know, you can all that. But, um, yeah, yeah but I'm very excited about it. But it doesn't matter because it has sold out. The latest big super monstrosity in the best possible mm -hmm. way from Vita Lasarda. Yeah. Just look at it. Um, <laughs> so I had that one. And what else did I have? I had, oh, 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 you had a, uh, an expansion or two. So did I. Yep. Where is it? It is... Um, Origins First Builders, Ancient oh, Origins Wonders. Like, this was nice. my number six. I almost put this on the list. They're just, but I almost, I didn't kind of because there's no pictures that I could show. Um, oh. <laughs> but Origins from Adam Kapinski is so freaking good. And this just kind of, kind of, whoa, hey, where did this come from? I didn't know this was coming and boom, it's here. It's not even the new year yet. Uh, it yeah. adds two new modules to an absolutely fantastic worker placement game where it turns out ancient aliens did actually help us get a leg up back in yeah. the year of antiquity. So I'm really excited for the expansion, mostly because it gives me a chance to get Origins back to the table. So I'm excited yeah. about that one too. So there you go, folks. Nice, Phew. nice, All nice. righty. I noticed we, we both had some uh, Adam Kopinski games. I had Tarkata oh, What was yours? He had uh, Tarkata Army. He was one of the designers. Oh, of that. that's right. Is that is that yeah. true? Yeah. One, yeah. one uh, co-designed that one. Yeah, Adam Kopinski, he is definitely on the rise. A good designer. On the definitely. rise. All right, cool. Uh, let's see. What are the... Let, let's do some Q&A. We got some time. Oh, okay. Uh, so folks, again... Start those questions. We're not question rating you after this, are we? Uh, no, no. no okay, I'm all right. Not, not okay. Streaming today. Mr. Boom105 says, what games are you both itching to play right now? That was asked earlier. Almost made a top yeah. three. I'll tell you what I'm itching to play right now. Weather Machine. It is literally set up on the room next door. I've got to spend... I am literally... I have scheduled all day tomorrow just to read the rules and learn how to play so that Jen and I can actually then play it on Thursday because it is such nice. a big beast of a game and I'm terrified. Paul Grogan, yeah. you must save me! Um, <laughs> I, I believe he has a how to play for it, so I'm sure I'll yeah. be uh, watching that three times to get it all down because, yeah. I mean, a Vita Lasarda game is, is a special thing and Man, um, if, if I don't catch Jen in the right frame of mind where she's really ready just to lose herself in mechanisms and yeah. mechanisms mechanisms, so I've got to get it right. So that's my big one. What about you? Nice. Uh, for me, uh, this one up here, uh, I don't think you see it. Oh, no, you can't see it. Uh, no, I Teletum. Yeah, Teletum. Um, I oh. have this. Yeah. I have this uh, set up. Uh, I'm going to be setting up in the other room to learn it. Um, I'm going to be learning how to play it solo. And I'll be soloing this game on my channel. Uh, oh, good. Hopefully, hopefully, first uh, first week of the year. We, it, we if I recall, it had a good solo mode. Um, and it, it's okay. 
it, yeah. it's I one of the, it, you, right? it, it had yeah. a, it's, it's a very interesting game. I liked it a lot. Um, mm-hmm. didn't make my top 10. Actually, it yeah. could probably made my top 20, but Jen didn't like it as much, but I talked uh, about all that in my video, but yeah, it's, it's yep. great. I think you're really going to enjoy it. Another one for cool. me, awesome. um, which we just mentioned, I do have yep. a copy of precognition. Oh, you do? I oh, do. So nice. I am very excited. I'm hoping to get that played before the... If I, not, I will, I will certainly play it in January. Because we didn't yeah. say what it is. It is a card drafting game where every oh, round... Yeah. You know, I mean, you know Seven Wonders or Sushi Go. Hey, yeah. I got a hand of four cards. I get one for myself, and then I hand the rest to my neighbor, right? You do that all the time. In this yeah. game, um, I hand them to my neighbor, but I force them to play one of them. And of the other ones that, they don't, that I don't force them to play... On the next round, they're going to give me one of them back. So there's this really weird, really yeah. weird thing um, about how the cards shift hands all the time, going from left to right and back and forth. I think it'll be yeah. simpler, a uh, two-player game, because I only have one player. Because t- I think with the higher player count games, hey, I give my... I, 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 of the cards I've got in my hand, I play one for myself, I make the player to my left play one, and I give the other two to the player to the right. And next round, of those two I gave them, they've got to give me one back. So I'm already planning on, well, okay, if they give me that one back, then that's going to tie in really well with this other one and all kinds of stuff. So it seems really neat. Yeah, that 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 mechanism seems really neat. Like I remember reading the 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 overview or the rules or whatever, yeah. how they talk about. Hey, you can actually sort of see in the future by you know what what cards are you going to be giving. Yeah, because you know one of these two you're giving away. They they yeah. are required to give back to you. So can yeah. you anticipate which one they won't value so they'll give it back? Kind of a thing. Yeah, very cool mechanism. Cool. Um, let's continue on with the questions. Here. Okay, we've got Montreal Zoo. I know you co- covered uh, Endless Winter a long time ago, but does it hold to another Euro in 2022? Uh, I assume you mean, how does it hold up? Oh, um, hold well, up? Okay. Uh, I think actually Montreal Zoo, you must have sent this when I was doing a live stream the other day, and I probably just missed it. My apologies. Uh, I, okay. well, heck, uh, can you see it? Hold on. If I focus on me. No, you can't. Just just to the right of my city is Endless Winter. It's just... Hold on a second. Uh there it is. Oh no, you can't there see behind is. all those things. No, no. There, there it yes. is. It, it it remains. Uh, in a year where I'm getting rid of like 70 games from my collection, Endless Winter has, even though it takes up more space than a normal game, has found a home. It will be staying, Montreal Zoo. Good. Uh, that's all you need to know. If it's staying, it's good. Yep. Um, let's see. Uh, B. Travis says, "Hey Ruel, thanks to whomever suggested picking up IHL at Ollie. Oh, good." Pick up for ten bucks. Nice deal, right? I'll <sighs> beat Travis. Yeah, I'm happy for Travis, I, but I'm very sad. That game should yeah. still be commanding full prices because it's so freaking good. It is, and you know we talked about this before. Why we don't think? Why we didn't? It's think the it title. Really it has to be. Off. You just kind of mumbled your way through it because nobody knows how to say it. Yeah, I don't know Portuguese, and that's the best I can do. Ahiel, folks. Yeah. So it should have been uh, known as like block party. Or, that is or, the perfect know. name for it because it is right? a te- it is a, you're literally running a block party by doing yeah. Tetris blocks. It should be called block party. Yeah. And come on, Pandasaurus, uh, change it. Please, okay. yeah, definitely. I, I hope. Yeah, restoration games. I mean, I know they do really old games. Get into yeah. somebody yeah. reprint that with a new title. Agreed. Uh, Corthane, favorite New Year's traditions? Hmm. Do you have any New Year's traditions? I'm trying to think hmm. of mine. Well, you have one, which is you have a new one that you're trying to start with uh, what, your rocket book or whatever it was. I'm going to a rocket book. I'm going to be getting organized this year. But as far as traditions, I don't know, uh, Michelle. I mean, we do try to stay up till midnight and bring in the new year. Sometimes we'll go out to a party. Sometimes we'll just do it at home. Uh, sometimes we'll hang out with family. We don't have any like set things um, yeah. this year. 
I think we're going to go to a brewery this year because this brewery, a, a local brewery that only does sour beers, um, that's the one beer that Michelle will drink, and we don't really drink uh, that much anyways, but they're celebrating their six-year anniversary, and we were there for the first uh, New Year's. So we oh, figured, wow, hey, okay. We're gonna, yeah, we want to go back for the anniversary. And you're going to stay there till midnight? Uh, maybe, maybe not. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, you're getting old. There's a lot of gray yeah, in that I, beard there. Yeah, I want to come back home and play games. You know? Ah, there you <laughs> go. Yeah. Um, you? We, we've lost, I mean, back when our 20s, we would stay up. And yeah. um, you know, and, and do things at the stroke of midnight. But uh, Jen's going to be asleep by then, and I don't really care. We, we've lost all interest in it. Um, but yeah. oh, I do have one New Year tradition, which is uh, I mentioned it earlier. But for folks, uh, yep. come back Saturday at noon Pacific time. So that'll be New Year's Eve for a lot of people. Do you know? Well, only thirty percent of my audience is in America. The overwhelming majority of my audience is in Europe. Um, oh, wow. So for them, wow. it'll be New Year's Eve, cool. and I will be counting down my top twenty-five most anticipated games of twenty twenty-three including uh, number 26 from that man, plus uh, several more. And then I'll be putting it live on, or I'll be trans, I'll be editing it and then uh, transposing it to YouTube to put that up on um, New Year's Day. I think I have done this now, this uh, Christmas Day thing and this New Year's Day thing for like seven years on the channel. Uh, that you oh, know, wow. I, always, I always do these things. So that's my one big tradition and it has nothing to do with anything other than just providing more fun content for you folks. Nice. Awesome. Uh, Joe King asks, uh, did you get what you wish for at Christmas within reason? Um, did I didn't really wish. Well, I got to watch Spirited. I wished for that. and uh, I wished through, for so. you to watch it. So yes. I got well, what go. I wanted to. Yes. No, we, we, uh, we kind of talked about that question in the pre-show. Um, you know, what, yeah. what, 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 what went down for um, Yuletide shenanigans? Yeah. So um, rewind and uh, check yes. that out when you're watching this on the uh, VOD. Uh, B. Travis, which games play very differently at three plus players than they do with two players? Oh, okay. Uh, okay. Three plus players. Oh, geez. Yeah, there's going to be a lot of those, um, yeah. quite frankly. And as a general rule, it's going to be hard for me to list them because if they do that, that's a game I tend not to keep. Um, yeah. Um, well, here, uh, just, okay, I'll, I'll, off the top of my head, the one that I love at two players more than I do at three or four, uh, a classic, Class Castles of Burgundy. I just feel like that game, it's mm. just, there's a lot of downtime in that game when you're playing four players. That, that's It's just the nature of the beast. And I preferred it too. And I actually, you know what I do, Richard? Um, a friend of mine taught me this variant where, you know, two players, you're supposed to take out tiles uh, from each of the little depots yes. or whatever. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Just keep everything in. Then you have like more choices. It's way more fun, I think. Oh, that's ridiculous. That's yeah, sacrilege. How dare you? you? You just do all kinds of stuff. It's fun. And it's. Is it, there it's anybody out there too. in the board game media sphere whose first name starts with R? Because I'm looking for a new co host now, folks. <laughs> Ooh, this is the end of the year, folks. I'm bringing out all the hot takes. Yeah. <laughs> try, try, try that, folks. Um, but. That that's the first game I think of just because I remember all my three and four player games went way longer than my two player games of Castle of Burgundy. Uh, just at the top of my head, I know there's a lot of games when you play three or four or versus two players where two players you have to bring in like a dummy player or an AI. Yeah. That's always different. Yep. Um, a ton of those games. Yeah, I mean most um, famously uh, Seven Wonders, which I Seven will Wonders. still take use my big hot take of Seven Wonders is best as a two-player game because the game becomes significantly heavier and crunchier when you bring in the free city, that third dummy player that players share control over, and it just becomes... Yeah. I mean, I've played Seven Wonders a ton at all player counts, and I, to this day, I still think it is best as a two-player game because it's it's literally twice as heavy. It's more crunchy. Wow. It's, it's not a 
Gateway Plus game anymore. It's a gamer's game. Um, and we've, we've talked about this before. You prefer that over Seven Wonders Duel, the specific two Seven Wonders Duel is a beautiful game that is just for no yeah. reason at all just insanely cutthroat. I have no idea why they decided to do that when the original Seven <laughs> Wonders was an ode yeah. to peaceful cooperation and collaboration between opponents. And then they say, mm-hmm. oh, now let's make a two-player version of it and let's just make players, you know, literally, oh, I stole your money. And I'm not even going to use it. I'm going to set it on fire in front of you so you can't have it and I can't have it. Ha <laughs> ha! Yeah, that's a lot of fun. Um, yeah. Just drives me nuts. Yeah. Okay. Oh, this is a good one here. Um, from Kim. Kim Manuel Ant. Okay. Do you read reviews of games before playing them for non-sponsored or non-preview games? Do the reviews still influence your decisions to play a game? For example, the controversial Dice Tower review of Weather Machine, which I, I haven't um, watched yet. I have not seen the controversial uh, review of Dice Tower Weather Machine. Have I? Have I? Have I? Have I? I have not. Uh, if I have, I don't remember it. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I do all the time. Yeah, I am constantly devouring board game media. Although, honestly, okay. no offense to Tom and the gang, the much better place... To, uh, no offense to me. No offense to Ruel. The best place you can go to get a really well-rounded view of Weather Machine or any game is go to Board Game Geek, and up at the top, there is a number that says, hey, here's all the people who have rated and commented on this game. Click that... Click on the show me only comments and then spend some time looking through the uh, the eights and nines and tens and spend some time looking through the fours and fives and sixes. And you will get everything that people hate about the game, everything people love about the game, and you'll get a wisdom of crowd summary. That is what I use more than anything else. I literally used that this morning as I was trying to make the list for our show today. And I'm like, oh, right. I remember hearing about this game. I haven't played that game. I could go and try to find a dice tower thing, but instead, no, I'll just go to Board Game Geek and see what do what everybody who thinks it's a 10, what do they love about it? Everybody who thinks it's a 1, what do they hate about it? Okay, that gives me an idea of how I'm going to respond. That is by far the single best tip you can have for making informed decisions about games. Um, you know, although second best is, of course, coming and checking out my final thoughts on any video. Obviously, say, third, of course, would be uh, Ruel's. But, um, yeah. No, but I do. Yeah. I, I And it's interesting. You t- I mean, so apparently uh, they must have thrown it in the garbage, I'm assuming. And uh, yeah. I find myself watching those less than I used to because I got in trouble a few years ago uh, commenting publicly on one, and it created a huge firestorm. And I'm just like, you know what? It's not worth it. It's not worth it. Um, I mean, I... What I really need to do is create a fake account on Board Game Geek so I can actually uh, give Tom a, a you know a, a piece of my mind completely anonymously through the power of our high all lover one thirty two, um, and then I really think it's Ruel instead of me. Fake account? Hell, no, no one does that on the internet. Um, no, no. So do you? Uh, so just to answer Kim's question, so do you read reviews of games before playing them for non-sponsored? Yeah, you should games? answer too, of course. Yeah, I I do, um, but it doesn't influence whether I'm going to play it or not. I I, I mean, I'll, I'll read them just to sort of get a sense of you know, hey, this what is this game? But ultimately, uh, you know, if the uh, theme appeals to me, the mechanism. I mean, I'm an Omni gamer, so I'll try almost anything once, just just because. Um, but uh, I do read read them because, uh, like Richard, I I consume a ton of content uh, just because that's always been the way I do it. But um, as far as controversial stuff, I mean, yeah, I've read some of them before. I have not read the Weather Machine one, but that that wouldn't stop me from playing a game. No. no. And in fact, I, I generally find if um, if Dice Tower hates on a thing, that makes me want to play it all the more because yeah, I find right. I tend to disagree with their hot takes more often than I agree when it boils right Same. down to it. And I, I love Tom. I think he's a great guy. Just uh, he often gets it wrong. From my yeah. worldview. 
Yeah, exactly. We all have different tastes. Exactly. Um, weave and roll. Games you love the start but hate the end Ooh. or vice versa. Mm. Ooh. Mm. Well, again, we love if, I did, if I hated either side, I got rid of it because I already have. I mean, I will take any excuse I can yeah. to get rid of any game out of my collection. Yeah. So um, that means i got to go to gone.rado.com and look at games I've gotten rid of and were any of them... Because I'm sure that happens. Here's one I can think of. Yeah. Right off the, uh, again, top of my head. The one I didn't... I mean, I, lo- I love this game, but I, I never liked the start of Terraforming Mars. It was slow. Oh my gosh, but yes. Once, yeah, that's once a you got the Prelude example. expansion, yeah, Prelude expansion fixed all that. And honestly, the Prelude expansion, if you got uh, Terry, uh, Ares Expedition, I think that fixes it in spades. Like, Ares Expedition, folks, you want Terraforming Mars experience mm-hmm. in a lot less time, a lot less setup. That's the one you get. So that's the one I'm thinking of. Um, but yeah, like you, if I hate the end or start of something, I'm getting rid of it. Yeah, um, and I and I kind of blot it out of my mind because yeah. I'd rather you know keep my synapses reserved for things that make me happy as opposed to things that make me unhappy. The same. Jeez, uh, there must be some. I'm just like looking through all the games I've ever gotten rid of. Uh, okay, Lahav. Oh, Lahav. Okay, Lahav because. There's this really weird thing. The way they do loans, um, you could take 10 loans, but you only have to pay interest on one of them for the entire game. And Mm -hmm. um, so it creates this really weird thing where you can get this huge amount of bloat. Um, And uh, and at the end of the game, it's like, oh, okay. Uh, that, but actually, that just hurts the whole game because there's just no, I never worry about feeding anybody. In fact, I purposely avoid trying to feed anybody so that I can just take loans because at the end of the game, when I'm so flush with cash, right, I'll just pay off all these loans just in a heartbeat and not even give it a second thought. Um, and so, yeah, and that makes the ending of the game very anticlimactic. Uh, you know, because I mean, if, if, if I had to, if I'd had to pay interest on all of those loans, then I'd be really scared and terrified and afraid to take loans. But no, in that game, you take loans like crazy. Um, yeah. And it's just, uh, I just don't like it. So that's an um, example, although that's not even a very good one. I apologize, Weave and Roll. Ask another <laughs> one, I'll do better. It's a, it's a tough question. I mean, it really is because the stuff that Yeah, unless I you're really good like... at cataloging that. I mean, and some people are like, oh, let me tell you all the things I hate about everything. And yeah. that's just not the way my brain works. If I hated it, I just want to forget about it. And just got rid of it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, there you go. Um, let's see. What else do we have here? We have... That's the end of the Q&A. Oh, no okay. Well, here. we have caught up. Which means, folks, uh, we're going to start trying to raid somebody. And if you want, you can try and squeeze a question or two in on the way out the door. But otherwise, yeah. well, do you see anybody you like for a raidy raid? Let's see. Let's see who's on Twitch right now. Who's playing board games? What do we got here? Um... Not much. Uh, let's see. Following board games, well, slim pickings right now. I mean, uh, well, English uh, ones are slim pickings right now. There's ah, a lot yes. of, yeah, a lot of uh, French and um, Spanish right now. Uh, we do have our friends at Space Cats Peace Turtles. They're always playing Twilight Imperium. Um, oh, I'm... we also have all right. Um, someone's playing Baseball Highlights 2045, but I believe they're yeah they're playing in French. No. Mared. Yeah. Uh oh, Mared. <laughs> oh, Pro Meeples. Who are these people? They are playing some episode number nine. Number nine. Never mind. It's number it's nine. French. It's a French. Number mm. nine. Number nine. It is French. English speakers. Where are you? Um, I don't think we have any. Wow. Hexile. No, that, that's. I mean, if you want to watch Star Wars minis. Uh, uh, okay, here's someone playing Marvel Champion. Hey, one there of my faves. 
There you go. Who? Uh, the channel's name is From the From the Ashes Games. From, from the, the Ashes Games. Oh, from the Ashes Games. I see it. They have four yeah. viewers, so they must be new. What do yep. they got going on there? Oh, it looks very exciting. They've got a nice camera angle so you can see everything. It looks like yep. they've only just started. Yep. And uh, yeah, perfect. Folks, yep. uh, send a whole lot of Rotto Raid love to um, From the Ashes and see if... Okay, can you make out what the heroes are? Oh, they're playing X-Men stuff. It looks like yep. it's Phoenix. And I'm going to say that's Cyclops taking on... I can't quite make out who, but... da 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 Go get them, folks. In... Um, where is it? In... Seven. Six. Five. Four, three, two, one. Raid! Go, 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 go. All right. That's cool. Cool. Awesome. I'm tempted to watch a little bit of that myself. Yeah. Uh, all right. Okay. Well, we hit them hard. They had 10. We hit them with 52. So nice. that right. is it. The hey, do you want to stick around? Do you have time? Do you want to do the um, setting stuff we were talking about? Or do you have other things to do today? Yeah. yeah. Why don't we do that? Let all right. Me, then uh... let's hang up and do that offline, shall we? Bye, okay. everybody. Yeah. Good afternoon. Bye, everybody.